What's up, beautiful humans? Ben here. So, whenever we were recording the second episode, we ran into a pretty serious glitch, which pretty much meant that the the entire episode got scrapped, at least on my end. So, we do have Kevin's uh, recording, but not mine. Didn't realize that until after we were done. Clicked back over to the uh, software that I was using, and it had frozen halfway through. Uh, even though we were both hearing the audio just fine, so I don't know what's going on. We're not doing that anymore. I'm, whenever I'm doing this voiceover, we're about seven or eight episodes deep at this point. Our new system's fine. Uh, we have backups and redundancy and whatnot. Uh, so uh, that's what's going on with that. So this episode is about Blast Tyrant by Clutch and Mr. Punch by Stage Bottles instead of those poor bastards and Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. We will get back to those two again probably at some point in the future we'll call it like the lost episode or whatever because we did have a great time with it those are two fantastic albums that we covered both enjoyed them very much no spoilers but you'll probably forget that um so this episode also has two more small little tidbits so it i believe that kevin's software didn't start recording until after our intro so that's the only thing that's weird is that we kind of start right whenever we're about to uh, flip a coin and decide which one goes first uh so that's what's weird about that and then near the end of the episode we get kind of deep in the weeds about our um whenever we're talking about the uh stage bottles album we get kind of in the weeds a bit and talk uh, about some social issues and, and whatnot regarding our working class upbringing and how we feel about different things so if that's not your bag feel free to skip it um completely understandable but if you want to hear two half drunk uh guys rambling about uh, a politically charged album uh definitely go for it so uh yeah if you haven't uh, listened to these albums before uh you started this episode definitely go back and listen to them if not you want to dive into this head first this was a long one we gushed a lot about clutch a lot more than we could uh probably should have but um so be aware of that and uh yeah just kind of enjoy our longest episode so far and since uh our future ones aren't nearly this long so all right see you on the other side yeah so the albums for this week were mr punch by the stage bottles. And Blast Tyrant by Clutch. Since we don't know which one we want to do first, I'm just going to flip a coin. Is that okay? Oh, I love it. You're going to flip, okay. flip an actual coin or do a digital? Yeah, I, no, I have an actual coin. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. it is a uh, nickel because hmm. that that's what was sitting on my desk. All right, what do you want? What do you want? Heads, uh, heads tails, pick it. But the tails never fails. Let's do it. Okay. Well, what is it going to be? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I would say tails. Uh, tails would be stage bottles. Okay, all right. 
Let's go. Oh, shit. That fell on my lap. No, I need the sound effect. I need... There, there, there we, we go. go. I mean... That was heads. <sighs> you know, they All say right. when you flip a coin, it tells you exactly what you want in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so we're going to start with Blast Tyrant. We're going to start with Blast Tyrant. All right. Blast Tyrant by Clutch, which is... <laughs> Like, probably, probably one of my top five bands. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, at any given time, I, I think Clutch is definitely one of those bands where it takes a long time, like maybe years before you're finally like, maybe, maybe I won't listen to them on in the car to work. Yeah. But it takes a very long time because. Yeah. Every album is is definitely a clutch album, but it's so varied in the sound that I mean, it's like okay, well, I'm not really in like a blast tyrant mood, but you know what? It's kind of rainy, it's kind of crappy outside. I would fuck up some Beale Street right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blast tyrant is definitely it's it's weird because it's it's arguably the album that I would suggest the most mm-hmm. to people, but it's not the album that I is my go-to, even though it like is at the same time, probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would. I think that blast tyrant really captures the general idea of clutch. Like it, it is definitely like a cornerstone album. So it's, I would definitely recommend it to people that haven't listened to clutch before as like, okay, if you like most of this album, then you do you will like clutch you're just gonna have to find which album is next for you but it's definitely like you said like it's probably also my favorite but i i just there's something for everybody on that album but it's not the first one i ever listened to it is not the album that got me into clutch no no absolutely not absolutely not and it's funny because like clutch is uh, I, I I think I'm not sure who I heard it from, but it, it's so apt for them. They're the greatest band you've never heard of. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I mean, honestly, they and, but then whenever you, that. yeah, yeah, and then whenever you like hear some of their top tracks, like mm-hmm. obviously Spotify has like you know Electric Worry and uh, yeah, uh, Mob Goes Wild. You listen to those, you're like, oh yeah, no, I've definitely like they've been everywhere and they sell out yeah. everywhere that they go. But nobody's heard of them. Yeah, it's nuts, and not like small venues either. Like they're mm-hmm. selling out like like large yeah, venues, like, outdoor like the venues, premier venues for cities. I mean, yeah, shit. At this point, we've seen them twice, right? At least together. At least together, I've seen them probably six or yeah, seven. Yeah, I times. think I'm I'm probably up there with four or five times. Yeah, did I ever tell you about whenever I fucked up and completely <laughs> didn't? So I thought that the show was on Saturday and oh, it was no. out in uh, Happy Valley. Uh-huh. And I was in college, so we drove out, me and my buddy, and it was like a snowstorm. Oh, God. And we drove out, and it was the fucking day before. Because oh, no. my dumb ass doesn't know how to read a fucking t- It was at the nine 9.30 club uh-huh. in Happy Valley. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. My fucking... Du- yeah, so we, like, just got some food and, like, walked around Penn State campus and then fucking Jesus. came back. <laughs> That's... Good Lord. Yeah. Yep, I felt that's the dumbest I've ever felt <laughs> in my life. Yep, can't read a fucking date on a ticket. Oh god, and honestly, like, it, but to your credit, man, like those things get me neurotic because I mean, 
I'm. That's such a. Mm, that really. That hurts. That yeah, really hurts. it's 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 insane. Oh, it's God, insane but, how 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 stupid I was. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I think I've been to more shows in the past five years than the previous twenty three. Yeah. And I gotta say, I think Clutch definitely puts. If they're not one, they're tied for one. Uh, probably one of the best shows with no special lighting. No pyrotechnics. It's just yeah, them it's, just fucking jamming. Yeah. And, and and it's just... It's hard not, like, really trying hard not to gush mm-hmm. because of how much I like this band. But, like, it's the same four dudes from yeah. high school. And they're all pushing... F- they're, they're at least in their 40s yeah. now. Mid-40s. Yeah. They look it, at least. And they just... They've gone through so many different iterations, yet still mm-hmm. maintaining a certain baseline it's that, yeah. of... That's exactly just it. Just blues rock, and it's just so fucking good. And I know some people Some people hate Clutch for that, yeah. hate them. Like, there's this weird... There's really... There's no casual fans, it seems. You either oh, yeah. like them or you fucking hate them. <laughs> like, I know... I, like, one of my... One of my buddies, he's like, oh, I only like their first album. And I'm like, okay, like, that's it? Yeah. You can only get down with their first album. Like, I don't know. That just, it just seems like such a cop-out to me. Yeah, and it's also, like, a weird album to be, like... Now, I guess... Again, like, I guess they're not really... They're not here to defend themselves, but, like... Are they talking about Impetus, or are they talking about the self-titled? Self-titled. Yeah, they're not talking right. about Right, I was Impetus. like, all right, because that's, uh... Impetus was whenever they were still, like, hey, we, we're... We kind of want to be hardcore, but we're we're not yeah, like, super sure. Yeah, Neil's like, I cannot carry this voice for the entire duration of this band. So, yeah. no, I mean, and yeah. that's that's interesting because, like, and again, this is not what we're talking about. So I'm going to make this super quick. But just to that point, uh, like the like the self titled is like, it's good and it's quirky. But there's there's a lot of albums that I could I could lose, and never think twice about it off that album. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much like the entire second half, save for like two songs. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, because it, it is a concept album, but it it does seem like it falls off mm-hmm. at a certain point. But, but and that's yeah. also kind of the charm, like bringing it a little bit back to center. Like that's sort of the charm of Clutch is that it's like even whenever you don't know what the hell's going on, which will be often, it's uh, it's still very listenable. Yeah, which kind of brings us to last tyrant which i would say before as far as like before their larger commerciality if that's even a word i don't think it is but i would say like what you think um so electric worry is on beale street yeah and that that was on and, and electric worry was this theme song for left for dead one of them yeah and I would say they're you know, they they they've been associated with zombies, yeah, like, like a lot, vaguely for a while, mm-hmm. which is weird because they they like uh, one of the songs off Blast Tyrant is, was in The Walking Dead, and it was like, yeah. a very prolific scene in The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I but I would say that's probably whenever they really hit the public eye. I mean, yeah, like they're yeah. the I guess the theme song for The Walking Dead for a couple of seasons was was one of the songs on Blast Tyrant, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess the Left for Dead uh, fan base just goes a little bit harder. But I mean, 
I would say the Blast Tyrant, maybe pound for pound, is their most commercial, whether it's been used commercially or not. Um, yes and no. Again, I, without getting too too far into yeah. it, I think that um, Beale Street was more commercially accessible because it was they leaned a lot harder into like the standard blues rock yeah with that one because they had the organ they had the harmonicas they had all that stuff and which is funny because they pretty much only did that for that one album yeah um leading that hard into that's it that's interesting but. um did we put beale street on i don't know i know there's i think the shelf titled is yeah on the yeah. list, but uh, you know we can we can put sure. it on i there. think we both it's, agreed it's that ever up yeah we, we think we both agree we didn't want to put like the entire discography on there. Um, yeah, it's really hard, especially with some of the bands that I know me and you are, are into. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard not to put, like, four albums on there, but especially with, a, with with bands that have such a varied sound mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, I can't just put this album. It's not like you can put fucking Back in Black on right. there and be like, this is ACDC. <laughs> right. it, you know, because it'll become less it, of a discussion it, it, more of just a circle jerk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and it's really hard to do that with bands like clutch and other other yeah. bands that have evolved and gone through iterations of themselves right on you know yeah we might have to put beale street on though because i'd like to i'd like to hammer that out with you on some episode but not this episode yeah um yeah so with blast tyrant then um mercury first song on the list yeah. uh i mean Banger. as far as intro songs go we could probably just dedicate like if we wanted to do like top 10 list episodes we could probably i i mean this mercury would be on the running for one of the best intro tracks i've ever heard in my entire life yes yes yeah no i'd, I'd completely agree with that it's just right out of the gate just, slap you in yeah because it's just it's all over the place in every direction and it sounds it's just a very strong instrumental opening and then three seconds of silence and if you've never heard Neil Fallon before in your entire life, your asshole is about to drop out of your pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like his, the, the just, it's so hard. Like, I'm not even going to try mm. to, like, imitate it because, one, I can't, and, two, it's, it's not going to do it any justice, yeah. but just, fuck, just that daedalus, your, your child is falling. Yeah. And the labyrinth oh, is calling, God. and then that fucking filled that yeah. just and it, into it, just the groove. It's so good. It's like, uh, it's interesting now that I've never really thought about what that noise is that he makes, but it it's it's really like hardcore blues rock. Yeah, yeah. no, that's 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 a good portion of because what this is. Uh, their self-title came out in 99. 99, 98, whatever. Yeah, that general area. And then this, was this their first album after this that? This was 04. Pure Rock Fury came yeah. out in 01. Pure Rock Fury. Yeah, so that was like the transition. Oh, wow. No, album. their self-title Co- came out in 95. Whoa. Yeah, Elephant Riders came out in 98. Oh, I, did, I, think, I think I put that on the list. <sighs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, so this it's it's like a hearkening back to to how he used to sound because I mean he was about that mm-hmm. like gravelly like trying to be, but that's the thing like he was never going to be a hardcore yeah. guy. Yeah, he's just not built it, for it, it. But it does make me smile whenever he does like the hardcore stomps on stage when they do self titled stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, like um, shit. What the yeah the <laughs> when I talk uh, talk yeah, uh, and then um. 
what the hell? I, it's, I'm blanking on the name of it, but he's like, my mother was black. Oh, yeah. My father was Decca. Oh, what the hell? Shit. And they just re-released it. Um, uh, sh- uh, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, but it's still sing-songy, yeah. you know? Was it Smoke Banshee? No. Ah, whatever. It's, um... God damn it. I I get it and another song of theirs confused. I get that and where he's like, semi-automatic, hate machine. It's not that one. Um, Shit. They just re-recorded it and released it with Randy Bly. Oh, god damn it. God damn it. You heard it. Because Randy Bly does the... Like more hardcore yes. sounding bits because Neil just can't God anymore. Damn it. What was it? Passive yeah. restraints. There we go. God damn it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Mercury just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get into the groove. Yeah, trying to get yeah. into the groove. Um. Mercury just like right out of the gate punches mm. you in the face, and it's so good. It immediately lets you know the level of lyrics we're dealing with throughout yeah. the album. Like if you pay attention and, and honestly, like I noticed cause going through some of the lyrics again, um, there's some things that I was just completely mishearing. That's a very, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a bad habit of mine, but even mm-hmm. like with the stage bottles one, I'm not going to even pretend that I know what he's saying half the time because I mishear shit and will completely go with that for years before I'm corrected and look at the lyrics. And then even then I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to keep doing yeah. it the way I was doing it. Cause it's just, it, that's, no, that's the way sure. it is to me. But, um, yeah, just like lyrically, Daedalus, your child is falling and the labyrinth is calling. Renegade heaps, humanity abandoned. Bower of the vows, you lit them and fan them. And it's like, the lyrics almost don't, for the for the fucking blues rock that's behind <laughs> it, the lyrics are like, it's literally whenever Neil Peart started writing lyrics for Rush. Mm, yeah. Like <laughs> pretty much, pretty much exactly. That, it's yeah. it, you, the 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 musicianship is is great and it's there, but the lyrics are like way higher in yeah. my opinion. It, but he keeps it still, still like groovy. Like the, the it's got, I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Yeah, no, it's it's what everything that's happening is like complete sonic bombardment because you really want to listen to Neil, the lead singer. You want to listen to Neil. Because even you don't know what he's saying. Because like we've both gone over, uh, just now. Like we are both. I think at this point we are roughly fifteen minutes into this episode, and I think you're listening. You you know how big of fanboys we are over this band. Yeah, a bunch of that. A bunch of this is going to have to get cut out. Just 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 to not have it be rambling. Um, and I have no fucking clue apparently how this like what the lyrics of the song are um but i just enjoy making random noises and sounds there's so much happening that like you want to understand what he's saying you want to listen to just his voice really but there is a i mean speak nothing else if not for the the guitar track in the background yeah you could build a fucking house to it it is so solid yeah and even like Everything about that guitar track, especially on um, the first track, is 
the 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 feedback mm-hmm. is planned and timed and it's oh. it, it just works so well yeah it, it's really just a perfect intro track and as far as intro tracks go, tra- intro tracks go it is three minutes long yes and there's one there's one two three four five six seven lines of lyrics it's and they're not repeated he just says them once nope. Mm-hmm. And you're really like, you're uh, so two things happen simultaneously. Well, actually, one after the other. First, you're upset that the song is clearly ending, but the nice part is that it is a, I don't know if I'd call it a fade out. No, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, shit. They, it, not like a rise. They call it something whenever it's like a build up, like a push mm-hmm. to the next song. I, f- I can't remember not, the name. Not of it really right like a now. crescendo either, but it's like a yeah. It, it the 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 end of the first one alludes to the next track. Yeah, because he reaches down. And what he does is he's taking his delay pedal and he's mm-hmm. turning. He's just fucking with the delay, okay. and he's turning it down. Because what he did was he had it up so high that the delay was almost acting a little bit like a chorus. Oh, so okay. it was like that close to his guitar track. So it wasn't really a delay. Mm-hmm. And then he just holds that chord, and then he just like turns it down, and he's slowly turning it oh. down. And that's how you get that. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then you know the bass kicks into the next to the next track. Yeah, Prophets of Doom. It's so good. Uh, yeah yeah this uh, god we're gushing so fucking hard over yeah we're 15 minutes in and we just got done talking about the the goddamn I, three minute track the, i mean the the, <laughs> then the next the next um, track i mean born with a mustache and a supernova tossed off the cliffs of dover washed up on a faraway shore in the arms of the daughter of the buffalo yeah i mean <laughs> Who, what's, I mean, whoever knows what's going on in these songs, but it's, it's compelling. Well, apparently, apparently Blast Tyrant is a concept album. It tells a story. I do know that. Yes. Yes. Uh, it becomes more apparent halfway through the album, like with, uh, uh, Spleen Merchant Mm -hmm. and, uh, In the Wake of the Swollen Goat. Oh, which is a Um, jam. Oh my God. Oh, it's a jam. It's a jam. (laughs) Um, but like, yeah, uh, even with this song, you know, Prophets of Doom, which is spelled like, you know, Prophets, like money, um, the chorus, Swallower of, Swallower of Planets, the Prophets of Doom, Quarterly Projections, the Prophets of Doom, and then uh, a caliph, rabbi, and a bishop walk into a bar, one says to the other, hey, now, brother, we haven't gotten very far. Who's that writing? John the Revelator. He wrote the book of the Seventh Seal. Like... It's it's it, the this the lyrically this album is oozing with mythology and it, it, of all kinds mm-hmm. like Greek Roman Christian uh, Jewish you know all the mythologies yeah I'm gonna go that I'm gonna be that edge lord and call it all mythologies sure, yeah. I'm being I'm being fair yeah I'm being fair no I mean and it blends them all together in a way that's like exactly how we wrote it like a caliph rabbi and a bishop walk into a bar like all these things don't exist exclusively from one another like it's all part of the same big swirling kind of mythos of whatever uh what have you is going on in this story it's very very uh i'm gonna i'm gonna use the word compelling many times because it definitely is like it's the the story of the album isn't really an afterthought but it is probably the last thing you're trying to figure out because like 
the nice, the, not the nice thing, what I really appreciate about the lyricism here is that it is so, like, wrinkle brain, highbrow, like, you, you, you have to know, like, is. general, like, advanced things, generally advanced things, he says, um, you, you, like, you have to have, like, Yeah, well, I mean, like, even, even the like, first, the, the first line of the fucking mm-hmm. album with, you know, Deedless, your, your child is falling in the labyrinth is calling, mm-hmm. and if you don't know that Deedless is the father of Icarus and built the labyrinth. Yeah. You know, that line means not. Exactly. But it, it's also like, there's also like a weird, and I'm, I use this term loosely, but there is like a weird trashiness to Clutch. Yeah. Where it's like very like gritty and like soiled and dirty but there's but it's also like accompanied with like these like i said like extremely like well researched like mythos references and there's like i don't really know if they go into like lovecraft very often or if they ever do but like uh not but they they it's all i don't think so not too much not that i've actually like paid attention to but it almost see the way it, it's like the trashiness of like like a like a professor who is now living in a trailer park yeah you know? yeah sort of <laughs> it's it's very like and like i don't even want to go any further than this reference but it's very like you're gonna have to forgive me for this it's kind of like yeah. it's very rick from rick and morty oh okay all right because it's like yeah i'll let you i'll, I'll let that it's slide. very like at least in a pseudo way like intelligent it's like an intelligista thing but it's also like a drunk who like is just on the outskirts of town like not really beloved by many people but he is right yes i mean like even even the next line of or the last couple lines of just prophets of doom it said mama said he was the chosen one reverend said he was the other one all that yeah pay no mind inside his econo line yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's just like there's just a weird like I, and that's definitely like the image that I get is really just like Walter White in his underwear in the middle of the desert yeah yeah like he knows he knows so much and he's not like he's too smart for his Basically. own good almost um, and not that we're like saying that that Neil's like writing these lyrics almost like looking down his nose no. he's more or less like conveying these in a in a more it's like a modern myth it's kind of like he's he's like overlapping these uh you know mythology onto a modern sensibility yeah you know it's very neil gaiman 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 i've only ever seen oh yeah like with the american gods and stuff like that it's very much like that um yeah now you can cut this out if you want do you want to address the end of prophets of doom I do because I mis- misheard the lyrics, and I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and it's not what I always thought they oh were. Oh my god, he says van. He says van. He says van. He says van. Huh. Well, that's that's I'm, that is years of embarrassment off my shoulders. 
Yes, because right, it it's always gets a little bit weird at that part of the track where it's like, no, it's not. They're not. I don't. I, it. I always thought it was a line from an old blues. Uh huh. Because it sounds like a line from an old blues line, and they have done that before, especially on uh, Beale Street, where he'll like reference yeah. some of these old school, you know, Delta blues artists and throw a line of theirs in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's not. Never trust a white man driving a black man. It's never trust a white man driving a black van. van. Van that's, with the V. It's dicey, but I mean, it's right there yeah. in black and white. It hundred percent. Yep. And these are these are. I'm looking at official yeah. lyrics, you know. Um, but yeah, so that makes me feel so much better. A little bit less embarrassed. Not that I would, not that I ever like questioned it really yeah. before. I was just like, huh, that's a yeah, weird. Yeah, because I. That's a I weird mean, thing. I think in the spirit of honesty, like you know what he means, but like it's yeah. also optically. Well, I very always. Bad. I, yeah, I always almost took that that bit of the song as like you know like a voodoo priest, right. like he has essentially like a, a, a quote unquote zombie, you know, somebody who's under his spell yeah. driving him around, and not necessarily like this weird you know racial thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a black van. Huh. <laughs> well, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's still after the rest of the song. It's still a weird way to end the song, but it makes because that's that would be the second reference to the van. Yeah, in the song because the Econoline line is the yeah. first first time, so that's also another reason why it makes a little mm-hmm. bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that song goes right into one that I think a lot of people already know with one of the best best intro yeah. bits. Ever just please allow me to adjust my pants so I may dance a good time dance, and put the onlookers and innocent bystanders into a trance, okay. and then just this groovy guitar line, and fucking JPJ's drums, JPG. I always call him I JPJ. And I know that's better, but yeah, John Paul. Yeah, John Paul Gaster. Um, just so fucking good, and then I very obviously a. Uh, anti-war yeah. song you know i think that's fairly easy to tell this came out in 2004 so you figured they were writing it in 2003 um because they always write while they're right. on the road that's that's just like a standard thing of theirs they always try out new songs so it's very obvious that they were writing about some of the things that were going on at the time and uh let's see here going back into some of the like it, it's a little bit like not as heavy with the biblical mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, you have the beast you see got fifty eyes. Yeah, definitely. Like the you know stuff like that. It's a little bit lighter with the yeah, mythology. Yeah, the first verse is definitely like mythology heavy, but then like everything else is just kind of like silly. I mean, which is kind of yeah. strange because it is such a strong, strongly pronounced anti-war song. But it's like yeah, exactly. I mean, the chorus is twenty-one guns, box made of pine, letter from the government, sealed and signed, delivered federal. Federal Express. It, uh, you have yeah, to say it's hard it to not say it. How we roll it, off yeah. the tongue uh, on your mother's doorstep. So it's like it's. I mean, and that's the sad part about it is that it's efficient mm-hmm. that way. Like they don't go sending people out to your to your. I mean, they still do, but like it's like oh, we'll t- we'll send the body right. in the mail. You know. But then, like, it's immediately uh, followed by Condoleezza Rice is nice. But I prefer Aroni. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which is that's just that's that line always cracks me up, you know, because it's obviously making fun of rice aroni. Uh, everybody move to Canada, smoke lots of pot. Everybody move to Canada, yeah. right now. And here's how we'll do yeah. it. They cut that line out of uh, the like radio. Oh, I'm sure. Version. Everybody move to Canada, and they cut out the smoke lots of pot. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But have you have you ever seen the video for this song? Yeah, it's cool. It's like it's old like school. basically just with the cast of Jackass. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, well, they used um they they've they were is uh, Kings of Arizona mm-hmm. is a track that they wrote and recorded exclusively for no, Jackass. Have you ever heard think that? So. Yeah, it's a cool track. It's a cool track. Uh, it's definitely has the same like blast tyranny yeah. type vibe. I don't know when it came out. Likely around the Is same. Is that like time, a basket of eggs thing? Yeah. No, I can't find it. It's like it was like a single. It's like only on the official soundtrack of like Jackass or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Kings of Arizona. It's it's a dope track. Um, yeah. Uh, fairly simple. There's there's really only two two verses with that one. You know, streets on fire and mob yeah. goes wild. It's 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 a song everybody's kind of heard. It's, don't want to spend too right. much time on it. If if you don't think you've heard it, you've definitely heard but it. But it's a nice um, buffer between like the very yeah. heavy prophets of doom and what comes next, which is, I mean, it's up in the running for like the track, like the clutch yeah. track. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was yeah, hundred percent. If we're gonna talk like quintessential like pretty much encapsulates everything and that's definitely up there in the in the running um and then we get into cypress grove which is an, an underrated track for me and it's honestly one of their most like i don't think you like pop country kind of like almost kind of sounding th- songs in my sure. opinion and 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 not like not like the stereotypical like like it's hard to describe, like like country rock almost yeah. is how I would describe yeah, the song. Yeah, it's definitely bouncier than a lot of other things on the album. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look, and at that weird like sample at the beginning, that like boom boom, yeah, it's like that that weird fucking sample at the beginning. That's that's very like you can even hear like the vinyl in the background. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even sure what the hell. That's probably a reference to something that. Only they know, but yeah, um, for sure. But it's like a lot of like. There's not even really like a ton of imagery, but I definitely it's got such a strong like. Bayou, kind of like back road, dirt road. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, you know, there are women in Cypress Grove, and if they catch you, you don't go home. You know, uh, a one way ticket okay. on a two way track. Uh, you know. It, it, but I like how the chorus changes as the song goes on. Mm-hmm. The chorus almost For tells sure. the full story, even though it only changes the the last line. Because in the first line, it, you know, a big bloodhound in the back of a jacked up mm-hmm. Ford, and then a a razorback boar in the black uh, in the back of a jacked up Ford, and then a black pa- plastic bag in the back of a jacked up Ford. It's the final version of that uh-huh. line, which is, uh, in my opinion. Alluding to someone being yeah. shot. You know, it's a body. Yeah, so this album, or album, what the hell? This song is a modern retelling of uh, Artemis, like the story of Artemis. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, with the Cypress Grove and, you know, her being, uh, that being her sacred uh, plant, essentially, you know. You know, the women, like her, her, uh, kind of her, I don't even know what the right word is. Um, Yeah, pretty much. And, you know. Yeah, no, that's 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 a very standard, you know, that's. Uh, it's a word that isn't used with the same modern yeah. day connotations like all the gods and goddesses right. had cults they, that's just what they did and I know especially in Rome ancient Rome there was an area on the outskirts of Rome that was uh, sacred to Diana and only the priestesses of Diana could go there like mm-hmm. it was very much like men weren't allowed to go there I don't think this is alluding to that Um specifically but just the more general like witches coven sort of thing you know yeah yeah because like, there's a woman just, on a hill with a wide-brimmed hat you know mm-hmm. i just i just really think that um it's it's very like one of those it's like those um do you remember those uh like water i guess it's technically watercolor but like those things whenever we were kids like you would just wet a, a brush with water and you'd paint over like a yeah, it just was like a stenciled out thing, but then the colors would, you know, show up with the water or whatever. It's definitely like once oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. once you're looking at this, like oh, well, this is just a a modern-ish Artemis story. It starts to look a lot, yeah, not different, but more vibrant. It's like yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff yeah. really makes sense, man. Oh god, it's just such a strong track, like. There's, yeah, there's and no it's it's moments. super like like a lot of their shit. It's it's super simple. It's not really busting any any uh, barriers mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's you know verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus and then it's over. Sort of. There's thing. There's a little thing at the end that I really and this is something that Clutch does that I really appreciate about them. But they'll they'll make small like um like when they're editing like in post, like there's, there's small little things that they'll do to very like almost insignificant parts of the song, but there's so much reverb that they put on Neil's voice. The last time he says, Holy diver in the last, in the last verse. It, really? I never yeah, quite go back that. and listen to it with like headphones, um, like real close. Yeah. There's so much reverb where it's almost like he's like literally bellowing for help. Like he's literally asking yeah. Holy diver, where are you at? It's like, yeah. it's it's so tonally like I keep, I keep saying like insignificant. It's so subtle, but like once you yeah. hear it, you will never unhear it. Yeah, and and I I love it whenever artists do that where they they accentuate or like they might say something like if they're layering their vocals, they might say something different underneath and like a little bit quieter on like a certain word. Um. And I always think that that's really cool. Like Thundercat does that mm-hmm. on uh, Dragon Ball Do Rag. Like there's a line where he says, uh, "Tell me, t- uh, tell me the truth." But in the layered vocals, he's saying, "Lie to me." Oh, sure. And I don't know. It's just always like, no, kinda, I mean, like it's... cracks me up. But yeah, it's always cool whenever artists do that. Oh man, they're just they're good. They're good. They are good. They are um... good. Uh, next track, Promoter of Earthbound Causes, which I, I love that title. I don't know why I like that title so much. It's a, it's a strong... This is one of those songs that I, I can't really explain why, but uh, the first couple of times I listened to this album really hooked me. And, yeah. I mean, now that I'm on my, like, 
50th, 60th, whatever run through this album, like, it doesn't stand out so much, although I would say that this, this particular track does, it's hard because I've got, like, the, the big version. The wordplay on this track is incredible. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, I mean, maybe it doesn't, just in terms of where it's at, but th- there's a couple filler songs in the back, but I, I, I yeah, a little me, bit, like, a little is, bit. This is always like my unofficial like announcement of the second half, or at least the end of the first half of the album. Yeah, for track five it, out of fifteen, this is definitely at, at, at least end of act one. You know. Yeah. And um, it's just a, the songs are getting cooler. I think does that is that fair to say? Like the first four yeah, tracks they, mm-hmm. shoot out the gate. And now we're like kind of we're settling in, we're getting comfortable, and the tempo of the songs is kind of finding a happy medium. Though, God forbid, they perform a single song in four four. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like they're they're, they're the now. kings of the, yeah, they're the kings of the odd, like not odd per se, but like the the less conventional time signatures, yeah. but making it sound normal. Um, they do that a lot on some other albums and whatnot, but yeah, I totally agree with that. This is like they're they're moving into almost like the jam. So it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. definitely a jammy type song, you know, like Raspberry Jam. Um, yeah, <laughs> but the wordplay on this out on this particular track is just so good and it's so dumb at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah, like Rosemary Baby, I got the time. Yeah, with like an H Y. I mean, it's just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> But I really like the uh, in the next suffering madness and the Pharaoh's plague. I I cannot tell you some other yeah. day. Like I'm assuming I cannot tell or I can tell you some other day or I can't tell you some other day. I'm not sure what, but he's using a goddamn Pharaoh's name yeah, as a, in place as of a that. Pun, and then like <laughs> oh yeah, and then no thank you. That's enough for me. A little bit of Ritalin goes a long way. That's le- less of a pun there, but later in the song he says that's prozacly oh, not what I need. Unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably so fucking stoned whenever oh he because I think this was right, right whenever they. I mean, just even the the cover of the album, you know, they were fucking having inspiration. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, ready to rock if you want to roll. Please step away from the vehicle. Ragnarok, spelled R O C K, and revolutionize. Give just give me a minute while I clarify. You know, I mean, I it's know. it's just like a really it's like it's like we we're trying to say like this whole time it's like it's both really highbrow and silly at the same time. Yeah, it's almost like dad jokes. Yeah, it's it's almost dad jokes. It's basically dad jokes. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, like hooked on stupid and the whole shebang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even before oh, that, man. cooled down my temper, tried to remember what it was I wasn't to lose. And I probably could, were it not for the beer and the broads and the broads and the booze. Yeah. And and then you can't forget, like, right after that line, it's a beer and the broads and the broads and the booze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he, it's like he's concerned that he forgot something and he's lamenting that it, all those broads and booze. But also, and then, how sick of broads yeah, and booze. All the broads and the booze. Yeah, he's just like talking about the good times. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Like he's talking about, and the thing that I think is funny is he's like, just give me a minute while I clarify. He keeps saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't, like nothing is clarified. It doesn't make it's any sense. It's getting worse, actually. 
Yes. Yeah, and it does. I mean, even just looking at the the, the first three, Mercury, Prophets of Doom, Mob Goes Wild, Cypress Grows, Promoter of Earthbound Causes. Mm-hmm. That's the first weird one. Yeah. Because, like, Prophets of Doom, it's like, okay, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty standard, you know, yada, yada. But Promoter of Earthbound Causes is the first one that's, like, especially because of Earthbound Causes is in parentheses. And then The Regulator, okay, and then Worm Drink. And Spleen Merchant. And Army of Bono. And The Wake of the Swollen Goat. It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes on. It's, like, probably something I noticed, but I never really took the heart. Yeah, it's it's very it's so yeah, I'd say this is like the next evolution into it uh as far as their writing and what not goes For sure. uh and and how the album progresses cuz the next song is The Regulator, which is The Walking Dead song. <laughs> the The Walking Dead song with that just great guitar, yeah. acoustic guitar intro and they could really they open it up even as a, like as the song opens up and becomes like the rock yeah. song, the slower rock song. It's still not like it's still restrained, just like the lyrics yeah. are. I, I do like this is probably like the rawest track on the album because it is basically like I think don't they just perform this acoustic? Um, yeah. Occasionally, uh, it, I guess. It, it, yeah, the time I saw it twice, and I think once it was mostly acoustic, yeah. and the other time they did it like as the song mm-hmm. is on the album. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the the tone of this out al- or this I keep saying album. I don't know why the hell I keep saying that, but the tone of this particular track definitely lends itself the most to being just a sit down acoustic track. But on yeah. the on the studio version, on the album version. Um, I do like that it. You even get to hear like Neil sit down on his, like on the rickety stool, and then like real quick before it goes, you hear, "Are you rolling?" And then yeah. and then the guitar starts, but you can hear his fingers on the string, like as they're sliding up I never, and down. I, yeah, I never quite noticed that before. That's really cool. Um, that's there's really cool. a like that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of like little things that really kind of bring up the warmth of this track. And this is arguably, and I'm trying to think through their entire through their entire catalog. This is if we're talking like first person things, I think this is their only like murder ballad. Yeah. Cuz they have other songs like I have the body of John Wilkes yeah. and stuff like that, but that's almost told in a tongue in cheek mm-hmm. way. And this is the only one that's like very much a very serious track for them, which is almost uncharacteristic because they they de- like the majority of their catalog is very humorous yeah. and tongue in cheek and whatnot. Yeah. Um. But this is all about getting back at a ex lover. I'm I, assuming. Yeah, I think that's also pretty much the conclusion I've always drawn. At least at this point, there's really just no going back. Yeah. You know what line always fucks me up because it's it's very true. You should have closed your windows and got another dog. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, that meant, because, like, the dog knows him. Yeah. So the dog's not going to do anything. You know, you should have chained up all your doors and switched up all the locks. Yeah. That, that, those two lines always fuck me. Because that, I mean, it's such a, there's such an economy of language there. Yeah. Where it's like, he's, he said so much in two lines. Yeah. It's exactly. And and, and in other, some of the other songs where it almost seems like he's, He's writing stuff just to write mm-hmm. it. This is a lot more like tactical. It's very focused. Nukes, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very very focused. And I I think just like as a small sidebar, 
I think that's what was so kind of disappointing with Hot Bottom Feeder. For me, at least, because like that's a it's a fun song. I'm not saying it's not. That a, is a very I'm fun not song. saying it's not a yes. fun song. And it's a crab cake. It's recipe. an insightful song. It's a great crab uh, crab cake recipe. But we went from the regulator to yeah. a song that is a crab cake recipe. Yes. And I think in my, in my writer's heart, the one that I paid a stupid amount of money for, I I think that that's it's just a small. It hurts a little bit, but because this is just. Such but a I think, album. but 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 if you compare it to like some of the other album, uh, some yeah. of the other tracks off, um, uh, uh, why am I? How to shake? Wait, that's not the name of the album, is it? Um, no. Uh, what the hell was the name of the last one? God damn it! It's it's so. Book good. of bad decisions. Book of bad decisions. There's 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 quite a few other songs on that. Um, that are. I think make up for yeah. it, but yeah, if we're talking like, it's a funny track. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a funny track, but it's not what I. You go for a little bit more highbrow. A little bit, with them, a li- just slightly, just slightly. What, I mean, and it's in the back half of the album, so it's it's pretty mm-hmm. buried. Yeah, you, you have to get there a while, but. I yeah, mean, we, but I, I, in my opinion, Ghoul Wrangler makes up for oh, yeah. that track because that's just jam. Oh, it's Holy such shit. a oh, it's such oh, a jam. It's so, <laughs> so, speaking of Rick and Morty, Ghoul Wrangler yeah. was a jam. Um, but yeah, the, the, especially the, the chorus of the Regulator, mm-hmm. you know, and how many times have I prayed the angels would speed me away? I guess that's the bridge, not the or the uh, the pre-chorus, yeah. not the actual chorus. But you know, then dream with the feathers of angels stuffed beneath your head. The regulator's swinging pendulum. Pendulum. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> he rhymed head and pendulum. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. What a I stretch. Mean, yeah, it's... He's gotten this far. I think I'll, I'll give him that one, but... Um, oh, God. I mean, that, that second stanza, man, is... Like, the whole thing is really just it's it's so cold yeah it almost so like anytime that because this this is one of the few songs on the album that like plays like a movie in my mm-hmm. head is like i picture a dude going up to like a cabin on like a farm on like the the plains or something yeah. like that it's like raining or something like that you know something stereotypical right. and stupid and he can see the light in the window and like this is at some point he does get into the house Mm -hmm. and then that second stanza is him like talking to her like she's you know he's very much going to do something drastic and he's just like you know is his wallet leather is it is his wallet fat for not a year later it's got you lying on your back yeah it's and here's the thing man like before like the first couple times i heard it i always assumed that was like a tax collector or something like that and like Mm. it's only like the past couple years where i've been like oh my god he's grilling his ex-lover about the person that she's with yep. now yep, yep. basically Which calling her a money-grubbing whore yes yes yeah you know and yeah you know even the, the the first couple lines i see that lantern trim low burning in in, in yeah. our home you know which is so there's a little bit more to this than just i'm going i'm killing you for you know sleeping yeah. with somebody behind my back sort of thing and 
but then the line after that, and though I feel like crying, I swear tonight I'll cry. It's no pretty more. much the. It's basically well. I mean, even if you take into account, come with me and walk the longest mile. That is kind yeah. of insinuating that he's been caught and he's on a long mile to go down and get executed. Yeah. So yeah, or he's or he's fully willing sure, to do that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just keeps repeating that, like, it, whenever the song lets out, and it's got that like mm-hmm. cool, like Tim Salt doing those like, um, like harmonicy type type things in the back. Yeah. Just a good yeah, fucking just song, atmospherically, just such a great song, such a great song, and but then immediately goes into. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is a weird track, and it makes you you know it's going to be weird because the beginning has that backwards reversed guitar bit. It's just a it's a very grimy track, man. It's um, but again, like it comes in and his he does like a weird that weird voice change thing, and I don't know if that's something that he does he can just do like in his throat, but. Oh, like where, oh, like whenever he hits the university ball, where he's like, university yeah, ball. yeah, exactly. Tip talk, looker, thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, uh, and now that we have totally lost all composure, we will wither from exposure beneath oh, the sun. Uh, but this is this is one of the more blatant um, story tracks on it. It's about a like supposedly, from what I mm-hmm. understand, Worm Drink is like the nickname or the name of a soldier. Okay. Because uh, what he says, uh, I'll march no longer, I'll fight no more. You can send out all your track snivelers, but I'm done with war. Wind them up, bring them back. Conscript deserter. The worm drink is loose. Yeah. Um, at least, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not reading enough into it, but that's, that's fairly, fairly basic to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What songs do they have a callback to the Worm Drink? Um, in the next one, uh, no, in the Wake of the Swarm. Yeah, I'm goat, trying to look. I think they I'm call back to here. that. Here he says, "We desi- we do not desire tributes. We desire information. We seek the Worm Drink. Yeah, who has lately betrayed his nation? Yes, yeah, because even it, and it looks like a weird title for a song in the wake of the Swollen Goat. But then whenever you kind of think about it, in the wake of like the Swollen Goat's yeah. ship. You know, so it's all about, you know, bury your treasure, burn your crops, black water rise and ain't going to stop. Like there's, they offer no quarter yeah. at all. And I know we skipped, we skipped the track, but a couple, uh, a couple tracks, but I, quickly touching. Actually, no, never mind. No, that was fine. Because <laughs> it, it was a callback. But yeah, um, I think Worm Drink itself isn't necessarily a very strong track. No. But I think it's necessary to have because I feel like In the Wake of the Swollen Goat is the significantly stronger of the two tracks. For sure. But I mean, again, to your, I guess kind of to your point, you, you can't have Swollen Goat unless you have Worm Drink. So, um, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm just trying to go through here. I mean, it's it's not a terrible track, but I mean, on a track on an no. album that's literally nothing but nine out of ten, ten out of ten bangers. Like, you you have to come yeah. very special in order to kind of come to the top. But um, yeah, it's got a fun chorus. Like not like not even just like the lyrics, just like the sound. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it. There's these 
I'm going to say from now, from Warm Drink until Subtle mm. Hustle, the, they, they turn the groove up. Yeah. up to like maximum. Every song from, from Warm Drink until Subtle Hustle is just the grooviest fucking, like just hooks and choruses and like, it's just so good. The writing, like musically, is just so good. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm wondering if there's something there. I, I don't want to uh, go into it as if it's like there's definitely something to what the songs yeah, sound I like. Yeah, mean, we don't we don't know and we can only theorize, but there's definitely patterns and chunks. Yeah. Yeah, like album. if we if we allowed it, it like just creatively and again like this is pretty much just to talk about music, not really to form any like new conspiracy theories or whatever. Although yeah. hell, if you guys yeah. want us to, we we'll do that all goddamn day, but Yeah, and 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 I feel like if we catch yeah. something, we're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but know? I mean the the I guess the the here we go again with my I'm going to have t-shirts. Whenever we're good enough for t-shirts, I'm definitely going to have just a black shirt with a white with white lettering that just says tonal shift <laughs> on it. Because that's really what yeah. happens after the regular, like you're saying. Like, so the first couple are like, they're very earthy and dirty, and, and like, there's a groove there, but it's really more, it's very bass driven. And then after yeah. regulator, it's all very like funky and like up, and it's bright. If there were horns anywhere, they would be in these tracks. Oh yeah, these are big yeah, horn and, tracks. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, because uh-huh. uh, then. The proof is oh, in the me. juice, as they say. Um, like, come on. Then, then moving right into Army of Bono. Bono, Bono, Bono. Bono. Yeah, they never really. They don't say it, so it's tough to know. Army of Bono. Groove is kicked up. You know, hold oh. the presses, Mikey. Hot news on the wire. Hundred C an image of a Guinness drinking choir, and like, it, it, I, we do it a lot. I do it a lot. Where I just talk the lyrics, but you need to hear how Neil's cadences are yeah. with these because uh, it's just so so good and and it could be with all the especially with this track with all the allusions to Ireland and whatnot it could be Bono if I'm, yeah it very well it, could it, be could be Bono um you know, celebrities, celebrities and cameras headed to the scene while presidents are fleeing to their speeding limousines. And then, you know, don't worry, it's just stigmata. Pass me a napkin and don't you dare tell my mother. Fucking love that yeah. line. Love that it, line. This is one of those, I think I always kind of forget about this song. And then I listen to it, like, always for the first time. Yes. Uh, and it's just, it's... Because the guitar really drives it. And the guitar is not doing like he's just he's 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 rake picking with the wall on and it's just really like bowing and a whamp bowing yeah like oh it's so yeah, good it's just like everybody's not no one's doing anything that they haven't been doing the whole album but it, everything just comes through so clearly here because there's there's like yes a, there are allotted bubbles of space in the song for every instrument to kind of come through yeah and again like man i'm having a hard time now not like the curtain is blue because of this, that, and the other thing, but... Oh, do you want to talk about rolling out the red carpet, dripping bloody tongue? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's just there's so much going on here, and I, I can't help but feel now that I've brought it up, and I almost brought it up ironically, but I really, like, now that I'm, I'm thinking about the songs and everything in, a, in, in accordance with what's going on here in, in the story, I can't help but wonder, like, 
how the song sounds musically has a lot to do with what's happening here because I know I just got done saying that like the songs change instrumentally after Regulator but this really sounds like a first half of the record song just with how quickly it comes Mm -hmm. there's barely an intro which yeah. is telling, considering the first line is "Hold the press," is Mikey hot news on the wire. Like he's just like you almost picture him like barging into a room. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, hundred C an image of a Guinness drinking choir mm-hmm. uh, could be alluding to you know fuck the IRA. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, because later in the song he says, "Pay no mind to blue berets and all their shining mm-hmm. guns." Like that's that's you know, the United Nations, and then it's just curious to me who has the stigmata. You know, obviously it's a very, like, if we're talking, it's just, now that I'm, like, look at, I have the yeah. lyrics in front of me, and I'm thinking about it, like, it's just weird that Neil would write a song about, you know, the the troubles. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's it's very much about that, because like, they're talking about the stigmata, which is very much heavily influenced with, with Catholicism, which goes back to, you know, the Irish Catholics. And, uh, uh, just, Neil, why it, you do this to me? Ha- why you do this? It's a lot happening, man. I mean... And when our world is over, children by the fire raise their hands and pray that they may see a new Messiah. And somewhere in the darkness, the flag goes running by. The smell of cigarettes and love are incense for the fly. But don't worry. It's just stigmata. Yeah. (sighs) Pass me a napkin and don't you dare tell my mother. It's just wild, man. You know, sometimes as like, because we try to listen to these casually, we don't go into, like, we look at the lyrics, but sometimes you don't fucking, well, whenever we can find lyrics, and that's partially (laughs) my fault, Um, but sometimes you don't actually, like, it doesn't hit you until, like, you're looking at the lyrics. Like, I feel like I'm I'm, going to be listening to some of these tracks completely differently now, because I knew the lyrics, but you don't know. I didn't know the lyrics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Um... Spleen Merchant, next song. Yeah, yeah. We should have known this was going to yeah. take a bit because, I mean, it's 15 yeah. tracks, you know, so. Uh, another weird, weird track. Weird track. Um, it, I don't really know what the... It, it, it's good, but it's it's also something that, that, that could be skipped over but then it's like what are you losing in the greater message and the mm-hmm. greater story if you do that you know when i die you can cut me up and take all that you please but pity the poor dumb fool who gets my bleeding spleen like okay. yeah I and mean, there's there's large pockets <laughs> of this song that are just nonsense corn yeah. pone i but born then, tomorrow my bone marrow protein f- filled yeah which like just again just saying that doesn't but if you hear it in the song it's oh, like yeah. got a lot yeah, more absolutely corn pone i bone tomorrow my bone marrow protein field you know it, it just it, it makes a lot more sense but fuck does this song have a good oh, my God. That, hey, hey, i got your heaven oh it's yeah it's one of the it's one of the only ones that he goes like full like if <laughs> he's letting you know that he has a yeah <laughs> I got your heaven. I got your burning hell. I got it all right here. You know. Oh, and it's just. A, I love that. A tremendous hey hey. Like that is all yeah. diaphragm. It's like triple layered and yeah. And then like later in the song, you just keep saying it. Hey 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 hey. Yeah, 
that. It's oh, so good. I I particularly like the line later in the song where it says fertilizer makes your grow makes your corn grow higher, but it makes your it makes your backyard yeah. stink. All the yeah, crows no, know where the wind blows, where water sinks. Yeah, <laughs> so it's weird. It's a weird song, and I'm not even gonna pretend like I even know what <laughs> half any of this. It's shit like kind means, of a gross song too. Like just like not, a little bit. I mean, if bad, you can <laughs> wrap them tight. In Ziploc bags to benefit good medicines. If bad, you can toss them back and stuff them in sausages. Uh, see, it's like how he says sausages too, or you like really accentuate yeah, the e. Yeah, the e. Like uh, yeah, because he's med- he's rhyming medicines and sausages. Yeah, yeah it's very. Isn't it something so becoming? Oh, he does like the the weird like borderline yeah. fry voice. Yeah, isn't it something oh, so becoming? Yeah. Oh, gentlemen of your taste, the appetizer is quite the pleaser, but might you pass the pepper, please, this way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the cor- the chorus is what is what oh, keeps for me sure. it's what brings in this back. song. In the- yeah, and then go. Like we mentioned mm-hmm. it before in the wake of the swollen goat. Um, fucking, I I would argue that this is the heaviest. Oh, track for on sure, the this album. is one of their heaviest songs. I think they've ever written. Yeah, mainly like the chorus is just it's it's unsettling you know bury your treasure burn your crops like if you have to do yeah. that if you have to do that what the fuck are these guys gonna do you know? right i mean it's just uh the and it's just very um i don't know i mean i know that we've kind of gone over the fact that we're pretty sure this is like aliens and stuff if we're even assuming it takes yeah, place on I, earth I, it's, but. it's been it's been alluded to um in some of my previous like understandings of the album, it has been alluded to that this might be um, a weird, almost like how they think, like fucking ancient aliens mm-hmm. type thing, how they would like describe it as a boat, you know, a chariot yeah. in the sky sort of thing. So it's only, it, it can kind of allude to that a little bit if you really want to, you know, get break out mm-hmm. the tinfoil. But it's, I think it's probably this, it's the big middle part of the song he says the governor he been long gone anchor dropped on his front lawn build a keep and dig a moat the return of the swollen goat can you hear the fife and drums barnacles barking at the sun ain't no chance so don't you try now everybody got to die but again he does that thing where there's like a reverb on his voice yeah now everybody got to die where it's like definitely coming down from the heavens it's like oh that's god damn it yeah i mean it's weird it's like it's it's something's not quite our our understanding is is not linking up with what he's trying to say yeah uh with with some of the things and it it, maybe it's if they're not i mean it's not like they haven't written an entire album about conspiracies and aliens multiple albums about conspiracies and aliens um, so it wouldn't surprise me if this is actually like a fucking stowaway, like an alien tr- trying to hide on Earth. Right. You know, which almost makes it it makes it more believable as far as like the worm drink and stuff go. Which would be like, why does he have such a weird name? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, but then you know, it's like the weird translation. The yeah. only thing that's kind of hitting me sideways here is the references to the Odyssey at the end. Yeah. Albatross on yeah. your neck and a hooker on the shore. Dogmen to the deck. There's a hooker on the 
Yeah. Yep. Which, um, that, I mean, that kind of brings in everything else into question, because I'm wondering if the rest of everything else isn't maybe just extremely coded. Um, you know, references to, to also Greek mythology. Oh, like this is this this whole thing is almost like a retelling of yeah. Odyssey, just in a very like interesting way. Well, let's think. Oh, uh, fuck! I, I was just going to be like, yeah, let's, let's think go about that for a second. Yeah. But we could be here. We could be here for like three hours. Yeah, we hours. may have to just um, do that. So maybe, day. yeah, we'll hold on to that because that's not that's a that's interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> that's fascinating. Um, yeah, because then whenever you look back at it, Cypress Grove, you know, Prophets of Doom, which like oh, the Odyssey lose, yeah. starts at the at the Battle of Troy. You know, we could go into it. We could go into it. Um, yeah, Albatross on your neck. There's a hook and a hooker on the shore. Maybe the siren could be the sirens. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, wouldn't be the first time there's been a retelling. Right. Of that. So shit. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. to hold on to that. Um. So then that goes, yeah, it goes into Weathermaker, which is just a jam. I mean, yeah. no lyrics, which, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because, uh, supposedly, supposedly there are lyrics oh. for it. Oh, it says Ask Oslo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a jam track. Pretty pretty standard. Nothing nothing really to to talk about. Uh, they ended up naming their uh, d- uh, distributor album. No, their whatever yeah. their own little personal thing is. Um, and then Weathermaker goes right into Subtle Hustle, Ugh. which is such a good. I decided. Track. And the, like, I decided a long time ago yeah. when I first heard this album that if I were ever to be a professional wrestler. I would do whatever I had to do to build my persona so that I could come out to Subtle Hustle. Because oh, yeah. it is such yeah. a strong, emotional track. Oh, my God. It yeah. is just... The, uh, you can't, you can't uh, do... This is a put-your-hands-in-the-air oh, track. It's, you can't not, not like, motion. If you don't groove to this, you're fucking dead. Your soul yeah. is dead. Listen, this is mind. not... And I don't believe this to be an exaggeration. Ben, you can check me if I've overstepped my boundaries here. But this is like James yes. Brown level of swagger. Yes. This is, 100%. It's very 100%. like, I know who I am. I mean, I'm back again with the quickness. Yeah. Pick it up. Master arithmeticness. Oh, my God. Light it up. Light it up. You know, I got the heat in both feet. Snake handler's hands. Come back with sickness and do it all. Come back with oh, slickness and do it all so again. Like, then uh, my subtle hustle, smooth as mother's butter. Let it ride on. I let it ride on. Like fuck it, come <laughs> on. Like even just like even just the imagery. Like I picture I picture whoever this guy is. Like white suit. You know. Like oh, just fucking for sure. moving for and sure. grooving. Just a little you know. open V neck shirt, little burger meat, gold chain, like very much yeah. like and even just like not to not because I know we're gonna have to go back over, but I got your number, I steal your thunder, I got your mother's yeah. maiden name tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's like that's like the big booming. Yeah. He like, is bridge, yelling this at you. <laughs> Then he's like, I drive out demons. Can I hear it? And that's because like what? All the, the music stops. 
whenever he does those yeah. lines. The mm-hmm. I drive out demons. Can I hear an amen? I land on screaming heathens. Do it all again. Yeah. With some of the other, uh, <laughs> like how I yeah. just turned that <laughs> off real quick. Um, I do think this might, God, I'm thinking about so much different shit now. About yeah. like the alien, you know, that's hiding on earth because in the second verse he goes, now I'm the medium's, uh, now I'm the media's darling, pick it up, pick it up, an international yeah. phenomenon, light it up, light it up. I ca- I cause eclipses with a wave of the hand, let them hang in ellipses and do yeah. it all again. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, like, it's very weird. clever though, because like. It's such a bombastic song where you could think, okay, well, this guy's just showboating. Like, you know, if he's telling about himself, then obviously he's... It's kind of like whenever they declare, like, the Super Bowl champion, like, the football champion of the world. It's like, well, nobody else fucking plays this game. Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Yeah, it's like, we We don't don't even even let them go. So, like, if you are, like, just a bad motherfucker and you're like, I'm an international phenomenon. Meanwhile, they don't even know who the hell you are over in Spain. But, like, you know what? You might as well be who's going to call you on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, is yeah. he actually an international phenomenon or is it all just just this fucking 10 tons of yeah. swagger? That and that's the, the, the really beautiful creativity of it is like it really goes either way. But if we're going to continue with this thing where it's at least aliens, but it also may be it may also aliens. be mythology, <laughs> but it's at least aliens, then this is yeah. just a there's just even even this almost borderline throwaway track. Like, it's like an intermission, really. Yeah, yeah, but it's, oh my god, it just has, they still, I think, out of the six or seven times that I've seen them, they've played mm-hmm. this, like, twice, and the people, it's like one of those tracks where, oh, like, if you sure. know, you know, and the people that know, fucking know, <laughs> and they go ape shit for this track. It's so fucking good. Oh, man. Then going right into Ghost. Yeah. Immediately after that, which is a weird... So I, I, I've been mm-hmm. using that so fucking much with this, but it is a, a like a startling, like directional change. Yeah, this I I've always kind of said that this is the least um clutch song that I think they may have really put out. It, not recently, like yes. at, at least in their larger, yeah. stronger yeah. body of work. This it doesn't really come off, and I hate to say this, but it's it's like almost too focused or like almost like too commercial. Like on the yeah, nose? it's like very very something that you would hear from like basically anybody. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the only thing that like really makes this track stand out because it's like musically it's it's okay. Yeah. You know, they, they they do some interesting stuff with like some of that like way far off in the background type guitar and whatnot, but the lyrics are incredible mm-hmm. for this for, for for this track, and I feel like it almost doesn't do it justice to have. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, like, it, there, there's probably a, a reason mm-hmm. why they put these lyrics to this song because it is. A slightly sadder sounding, you know, now who will toast our noble host who has this morning given up the ghost? Um, kind words are offered, silent prayers. Um, but she is f- satisfied the most while stabbing madly at the roast. You know, and and I wonder if this is um, maybe like a part two of The Regulator a little bit. 
because mm-hmm. it, it has the same feel as Maybe, well man yeah you know and this is another it almost seems like a type of murdering track the rib of adam the eyes of eve the sons of cain receive no reprieve um yeah i don't know i don't know this is definitely a weird weird lyrically and musically because i feel like it the, the lyrics are too strong for the track you know yeah i mean it definitely But then he found his wife in their bed, buck naked and already wed. But I mean, yeah. there's yeah. So this is definitely like more of a Jewish or Christian based song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to yeah. Waiting for a dead man's shoes. Have you heard the latest news? Lazarus is back from the dead, looking as one would expect. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I'm trying to very hastily fit this with the rest of the uh, idea. But yeah, it just it doesn't. I mean, it. I guess tonally, it sounds like it 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 belongs with this album, but there's just a lot where it's like, all right, I might need a hint here. Because it's kind of a creepy song, sure. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. He's definitely talking about, like, somebody's dead. Somebody dies. Yeah. Or, like, is it him? Is it wife? Is it the tax collector? Mm-hmm. You know. It's 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 wild. It's a wild track. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's like, almost out of place, but... Um, not... I don't know, I want to say not quite as out of place, but this is like really, if this is the third between Weathermaker, Subtle Hustle, Ghost, La Corandera, and the last one, which I don't know, I never found out. Is, is it supposed to be phonetic? What's going on there? Yeah. Oh, the last track. Yeah. Like Wizwig. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, That's just another jam. Which is a weird way to end jam. an album. Because, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like. A strong, I mean, it's a strong jam, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I'm looking at like one of the comments for another lyric mm-hmm. site that I have up. And supposedly, according to this individual, the official yeah. title of Blast Tyrant is Blast Tyrant's Atlas of the Invisible World, including illustrations of strange beasts or phantoms. That's a, that's apparently the full, um, the full name of the album, how much I believe that, okay. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like going from Ghost into Notes from the Trial of La yes. Curandera, which is a gr- oh, I, such a good song. I feel like this such is a, a song, song that a lot of people, I guess, maybe forget to bring up. I'll just, I'll say it that, I'll, be, yeah. I'll say it democratically. I think they forget to think about whenever we're discussing, like, I'd say it's. I'd say it lands somewhere in the top twenty-five for me. Be- yeah, yeah. It's it, it definitely falls by the wayside in the greater uh, uh, in their greater catalog, which yeah. is a shame. Because it's it really all of the stuff of like all of, like the main I would say dialogue of the lyrics is is a court. It's like you know it's literally a court proceeding. It's a trial. Yeah. Apparently, it's based off of a true, uh, a real. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, you saying trial, that. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but uh, yeah, La, uh, La Curandera, I think. Uh, t- mm-hmm. I'm probably very wrong about this, but I think it's I think it's another word for like a witch. 
or something like that in Spanish. Um, Let me. Uh... But uh, yeah, La Curandera is a young girl in a linen dress, in a linen dress of white. She dances on black sands in this the This says in her linen dress. La Curandera is a traditional native healer shaman found in Latin America. Okay, yeah, so, like, not super, yeah. super far off, you know, like a, a, a faith yes. healer, almost. Um, let us vote to dunk the witch in the river Styx and photograph the lie, which, you know, it, it, it's spelled lie yeah. like the powder, but it, I feel like there's some double meaning yeah. in that one. So in the shadow of Cerebus, her spirit will reside. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the, the song is like, I like it. I think it's I think it's a clever thing. What really gets me is like the last minute or so, where it's just kind of like doing whatever, and then there's just a very strong like. Oh yeah, how it like stomps. It's almost yeah. like a part two of the song. How it's like, you know, everything cuts out, and the guitar is like doing a significantly more like mm-hmm. driving and groovy bit, and then, you know. And what's he say? He says, bird, bird in the fire, mouthful of sand. King of the briar, yeah. mouthful of sand. The scale and feather, the yeah. lock and key, the lord of weather, the beast at peace. Which is, I mean, yeah. it seems to be like an incantation. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And then, shed not a tear for humanity, go fetch my oh, stars. Shed not a tear so for humanity, go fetch good. my like, stars. Yeah. And again, yeah. there's like a bellowing from him. Like he's not just like singing these. It's like speaking directly yeah. at you, but also like I'm picturing like Wyoming levels of like open black sky. And it just yeah. very strong yeah. like Oof. And which I mean and that's basically like I honestly like I have no thoughts on the last track Whistwig. I've yeah, I mean it's a jam. There's not really too much to talk about that besides, you know, it yeah, just I mean, being a jam. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to I mean, we all, we don't have time obviously, but do you have the basket of eggs edition, the deluxe edition? I uh, I have it on on Spotify, yeah. Yeah. I um when I was uh driving across the country, which is a story we can get into at a different date when we're not going over this album every second. Um yeah, <laughs> I, it was like really one of the first times I really listened to any of the Basket of Eggs tracks, which um, are essentially their tracks that they've already recorded um, lyrically over tracks. That they've different tracks that they've already recorded, so they're like mixing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're for the most mixing part, mixing yeah. up the. This, the instrumental tracks with the lyric track, and it's it. There's a couple of interesting uh, mismatches in here. Um, none. Yeah, like I, I, I personally, I think one of like one of my favorite clutch tracks of all time is actually mm-hmm. "Drink to the Dead." You know, off of the uh, Basket of Eggs, which is a weird track for them, but it is essentially their take of a drinking song. It is a good drinking song. You know, the the chorus for that is fantastic. It's just a good. It even has a slight whenever you really listen to it, it has like a slight like yeah. Irish tinge to it almost, which is kind of Yeah, cool. and I think it's a good idea, and I like that they play with things that are already kind of made. Um, yeah. Even that they like they name some of these songs, like the name of some of these songs is just like, 
what you would call him if you're talking with your buddy instead of like the official yeah. official oh, like the God. official yeah. title it's notorious for that with my band even even it, it was so bad because mm-hmm. i couldn't remember the names of like the actual names of the songs that they would have to clarissa would have to write my <laughs> set list in in the like what what we were calling them before they had titles because i just couldn't remember their actual names but um yeah they definitely do that a lot uh and it's kind of cool hearing uh especially what's the other ones Mm -hmm. Uh, slow hold of china i think they have a couple tracks and like jam room uh where they'll you can it's like early workings almost like demos yeah like they've uh, like junior junior versions of tracks things like uh, one-eyed dollar yeah Mm -hmm. and there's some bangers there's some bangers that they never like release. Like I like David Rose a lot, you know, which is like it, looking at it, it just looks like, okay, David right. Rose is yeah, just a dude's like, name. Uh... But then if you listen to the song, it's David Rose yeah. against the Philistines, you know? So it's about David and Goliath, which is like, I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah, there's so there's cool. a lot of these. Uh, um, I just, you know, like slow hole, um, full fathom five, like, I yeah, I mean, fuck. If you're gonna record it, you might as well release For it. Sure. Kind of. No, definitely. You know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Unless it's on Elephant Riders, in which case, leave that at home. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so do we? I think we talked about enough notable lyrics. But is there any like, if you favorite 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 set of Oof. lyrics on the entire? Uh, Putting you on Jesus the spot Christ. right now. Um, all right, so lyrics, at least in the the, the written medium, um, I would say probably. I, I don't know if it's a cop out. I just really like subtle hustle, man. It's so ballsy. It's, yeah, it's so ballsy. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But I also like. So I wrote a short script like a 15 minute like teleplay whatever you want to call it, to the promoter like way back when because i was really compelled by what was happening there and there's just so yeah. much like it's I really like <laughs> even with like how heavy swollen goat is because there's a lot like i i just yeah. Ah, god damn it. Alright, if there's a gun to my head, man, like... If there's a gun to my head, I'm probably gonna have to go with Subtle Hustle, just because I think it's... It's the most impactful for me, because I'm just a smooth brain idiot, and I like... I like the ego in that song. That's fair. But... That's fair. So that's, oh, it's that's my favorite, favorite track? track, but lyrically, I think it's my favorite. I think okay. Cypress Grove is my favorite track. Okay, okay. Alright, alright. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, Subtle Hustle mm-hmm. is definitely one of my go-tos on this album. Sometimes that, that, that'll be like the first one that I listen to, and then I'll go mm-hmm. back and start from the beginning. Um, lyrically, yeah, lyrically it's tough because there's They there's don't miss some, on a single song. Again, there's a, there, no, there's a lot of meaning in some very non, non-conspicuous, yeah. inconspicuous lines, but I'm going to have to say probably the a couple of the lines that like really bother me in like a good way is, you know, bury if the, the chorus of yeah. wake of the swollen goat, bury your treasure, burn your crops, black water yeah. rising, and it ain't going to stop, you know, which could, you know, if you really want to go that line with, it could be a, a, 
alluding to the Blackwater yeah. military contractors and shit like that, which, you know, they were surprisingly clench is really good friends with yeah. fucking yeah, everybody definitely. it seems uh they they're really cool with pretty much everybody in every genre and they purposely choose shows with a bunch of different weird bands that they wouldn't normally tour with because that's how in their rightful opinion that's how right. you're going to yeah, sure. reach new ears why would you keep playing to the same people so I know. When did Ashes of the Wake come out? Around the same time, two thousand three, uh, two thousand four. Yeah, I should. At two thousand six, oh, it came know. out two thousand six. Yeah, I should have known that. So there's a little bit of alluding to the Blackwater mm-hmm. military contractors there, and I know, like the Clutch guys and Lamb of God guys yeah. are, are buddies. So I mean, it could be some of that, but uh, yeah, that's that's a couple of the lyrics that stand out to me just for like the the implication of like if you are burning yeah. your own crops like come like that's just terrifying to me i don't know um and then yeah it's going to sound really shitty but i'm going to have to go with uh it's a tie between subtle hustle and, yeah? and army of bond really i can't i can't choose i can't choose which which one i like more would I, it, ask me tomorrow, I'll probably say one. Ask me the day after, I'll probably I think say the other one. You the know? problem with this album when you're picking favorites is, is that every song is your favorite song until you hear the next song. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the way I've been kind of describing it to people. Um, it's, it's just, I mean, of course, everybody thinks that every album from their favorite band or one of their favorite bands is like, a masterpiece but i i just i don't this is one of the very rare songs where i i listen to it once and i'm like yeah this is it this is the one yeah so yeah yeah and i'm not even going to ask you what your least favorite track is because i think it's just going to be one of the yeah tracks, it, it, honestly it, it probably would be Weathermaker. I, I it's not that i don't think anything of it it's just that i just uh it's There's 47 seconds of it, just like know? kind of faded out like dumpy like it's the, it's kind of the song that plays between bands setting up yeah yeah exactly exactly and like even if you want to take those two jam tracks off it's still yeah. 13 yeah it's really just they don't miss on a single you know? one which is why i think we were both saying like in the beginning yeah. if you're gonna offer up an album it's this one because it's like if yeah, you you, you get ki- you, you get every to. iteration of Clutch in one album at their absolute best, and like some other yeah. albums will do the thing that you like off this album better, but I mean, and I this is just me talking. Yeah, it's it's almost like if you like this album, you're gonna like the vast majority. Yeah, I of mean, Clutch's Bill Street catalog. is much slower, but it's a lot headier. Too. like there's there's more wordplay yeah. there's a lot it's it's a lot darker i'll tell you that much um and it's, yeah yeah definitely sure. would like to do yeah. bill street and at some like, point robot hive is pretty goofy and probably their weirdest time signatures yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially with burning beard where it's a five four mm-hmm. and, but it sounds like a four four yeah, but like it's right definitely right not and then like circus maximus is probably one of the most strange tracks mm-hmm. i've ever listened to in my mm-hmm. life but it makes sense and it's very yeah. creepy it's like kind of got like it tones to it it's weird um but then oh yeah sweet baby yeah. gravel road 
Oh. We, might, we might have to do. Oh. We'll have to yeah. do robot hop yeah, just we'll for have, gravel road. We'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Unless, unless it gets to the point where we're like, yeah. all right, we've done f- fucking three clutch albums. We can't I mean, do honestly, another one for at least a year, and we just do the gravel road. Yeah, is like we the might one, have to just like do those like one-off tracks that we want to do. Gravel road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such oh, a god. Ah, don't, okay, we can't we can't get started. We can't get started with that. So yeah, hot um, take for the album. If you it have is one. my hot take is what I said before. I think it is. It's your favorite album until you yeah, hear the next fair. one. Um, it's such a good like. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you want to listen to today, just put on put on Blast Tyrant. Um, it, it's yeah. just it's yeah. the it's the instant noodles of of this kind of music. It's, yeah, you just it's you just good. cannot go wrong with it. It's always the one that like whenever I'm like oh, I'm in the mm-hmm. mood for to to listen to Clark, <laughs> right. Often. Um, it's definitely it's yeah it's definitely the one that I listen to that I gravitate to more because it kind of leans more towards what I like in an album a mm-hmm. little bit more than than some of their other stuff and that's it's like you know picking the least blemished fruit out of a lineup of right. incredible no, looking fruit in my opinion but um with 15 tracks, mm-hmm. it is a little bit lengthy. I will say that. Yeah. I don't think it needed 15 tracks. Um, I feel like they were... That's what kind of makes me think right. that they're trying to tell a story uh, with it. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to really want to like cut some tracks out, yeah. Wizwig, uh, Weathermaker, and Ghost, I feel like you could cut out. And then you have 12 incredibly solid tracks front to back. Um, but that's really it. And that's that's fucking... Yeah, that's I'm, I'm going through. Me. I mean, I guess really a lot of their albums are between like eleven and fifteen. But again, like yeah. they do have a lot of like yeah. intermission tracks or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. that's completely fine. It's their style. They've always they've they've always done that. Like some bands, they they always have that one track where you know the vo- the the guitarist mm-hmm. vocalist isn't playing guitar, you know, and it's just like more of a yeah. drum and bass type thing. You know, they, a lot of bands have a certain style and a certain signature, and that's clutches. They like throwing on jam tracks. Fuck, they have a whole side had slash have yeah. a whole side project called the Bakerton Group, which is just cool like yeah, chill jam sure. tracks. You know. Um, so yeah, that was Blast Tyrant. A little bit lengthy, but you know, it, it was a lengthy conversation I mean, about a lengthy album. Yeah. So I don't really feel. Plus, too I mean, bad I feel like that. as far as the albums go, like there aren't a terrible many on our on our ever expanding and churning list of of albums to review. I, there are there's a small subsection that we both know a lot about. So you. Yes. Yes, which is why, which is mm-hmm. which is what's exciting. Whenever we land on something that we both know very well, because that's it's kind of like what ends up happening for better or for worse. I mean, these might end up turning into some of our yeah. least <laughs> listenable <laughs> fucking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of rough at the beginning, almost because like, yeah, you just don't know how to tackle it because you like it so much and you almost want to like. It is hard. Like, how the hell do you just with some of the other stuff? You can't. It, it's almost ironic because for an album that just hits you in the face from right at the beginning, it was really hard to like dip your mm-hmm. dip dip your toe yeah. into it in a yeah, conversation. It's, I mean, it's you know, there. It's not a band that you can talk about without enthusiasm. I guess. It, 
Yeah, ex- and that, that's that's exactly it, and that's, that goes back to like what I was saying, like way at the beginning with you know the twenty five yeah, right. minutes that we'll have to cut down the five, where there are no mm-hmm. casual clutch fans. I don't know of any. You either fucking mm-hmm. love clutch, and you'll know that because as soon as you say clutch, yeah, exactly. they'll be like, somebody talking about you clutch, you know, um, or you fucking just don't like yeah. them and you think that they're an overall well, I mean, blues rock band. As, <laughs> like, as, there's to this no. point before we can move on to stage bottles, um, the last time, which was probably one of like, the last times I was out in public, uh, the, when we went to go see Clutch down at Stage AE, um, I brought my buddy yeah. Zach with me and he bought an album. He bought two albums at the he bought one album while he was listening to them and then after the show was over he bought two from the merch booth because he was like nope they get more money if i buy from the merch booth so then he bought two hard albums from the merch booth right so he bought three albums at the show and he had never heard them before in his life yeah like it's very compelling yeah it it almost seems like if you've literally never heard a clutch song if you're listening to this to the sound of our voices and you've never heard a clutch song in your life, um, it sounds like we are exaggerating beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, and if you if, and it's unfortunate because there's going to be people. Obviously, I hope you would have right. listened to it before you listened to this thing, because that's kind of the whole call and response thing that we're trying mm-hmm. to do here. We're trying to get little audience interaction so yeah. you can listen along and fucking know what we're talking about. We'll, we'll um, let them go on this one but because they, that's they, also they the I, ahead of time. But next yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll go back and, and add a little bit. But, but that's the irony of it is that you're going to get people that'll listen to it and be like, this is yeah. what these guys were fucking gushing yeah. about. Like, really? You know, and it's like, yeah. well, yes. No, yeah. absolutely not. I <laughs> and I don't feel sorry about you're that. You're the one that's wrong. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah, it's like that Joker meme where he's just like, "Are you trying oh, to tell yeah. me that <laughs> like, you know, Clutch is a good band?" He's like, "I yeah, am, exactly and I'm tired it. of pretending that they're not." <laughs> you know? Exactly it, man. Um, that was that was Blast Tyrant, and now we're moving into a a. I honestly, it's in the same vein, and I feel like. I feel like this album also has a ton of character, which is good because it doesn't. We needed something that can, in my opinion, have as much character as Blast Tyrant does, mm-hmm. um, and that is uh, Mr. Punch by the Stage Bottles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it has a goofy album cover. Also, like the cover for Blast Tyrant is definitely poster worthy if you like weird posters, um, and the album artwork for stage bottles is just goofy and cartoony and i don't know i love it i I love it so much and the entire album is is really good this is very obviously mine uh my pick (laughs) but um yeah it's first off the intro what did you think of the intro the intro was fine it it was it was (laughs) fine it's a weird intro yeah it's 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 almost like a little creepy if you have no idea what what you're about to listen to. Yes. But from yes. what I understand, it's he like, said something. Oh, hello. Yeah, he says I'm the only one that can punch police officers. Did yeah. you know that? Or he says I can punch cops. Yeah, like, I'm the only like one that. that can punch a copper. Punch yeah. it to the ground. Yeah, and he's doing this like really shrill, high voice. Yeah. And it's 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 well, these guys are German. So oh, that's why that's why some of these yeah, which is like you listen to him and he definitely 
has a very like English sounding voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're from they're from uh, Frankfurt, Germany. And so that's why some of the lyrics are a little bit hard to understand because he's, in my opinion, I think he's kind of throwing on a little bit of a voice, um, Mm -hmm. almost trying to sound a little bit cockney, but, uh, yeah, that's why some of the, some of the stuff is a little bit harder to understand, but, um, yeah, I don't know the, the intro he's playing Mr. Punch and Mr. Punch is, uh, from my understanding, like you know those little like puppet shows that they have in like medieval England because they had no yeah. other fucking entertainment. There is a character actually um, in the Wicker Man. He that's a, he plays a big part in the Wicker Man. Whenever they're having their like, have you ever seen the Wicker Man, the old yeah. school one? Yeah, yeah. Whenever they're having their weird like parade thing, mm-hmm. the one guy's dressed up as Mister Punch. Oh. Like he's a he's a prolific character and he's like the jester and he can kind of get away with doing anything and it is a modern semblance that he the cops try to arrest him and he can bonk them on the heads and stuff like that but you know so that's kind of going into that um that he's the only one that's allowed to punch a cop (laughs) you know uh mr punch is the original acab i guess yeah Uh, it seems so but then it rips right into the the title track mr punch and yeah i don't know because i sent this to you a couple months ago because um, just that track alone, because uh, I had been listening to Stage Bottles for about a year, a couple years at that point, year, mm-hmm. year and a half, and because uh, I found them uh, on a recommendation, and like I don't know something about that. It's just it's just so good and cartoony at the same time, you know. Yeah, that's the. Um, I was listening to it and I was like, why have I heard this song before? And I, I guess it is because you had sent it to me. Um, and I listened to it then, but there's, um, I'll, I'll say this to get it out of the way. Um, I think that this kind of like the, the, between like the bridge of like Oi Punk and like third wave ska. Yes. Is, is such a short bridge. Yeah. But, but it's probably the only two genres where, Everything kind of sounds the same from song to song to band to band, and I don't care. Yes. I'm completely yeah. mm-hmm. fine with it. Yeah, and, and that's that's a very because ugh, I, it's actually something that I want to do a deep dive on. It's something that I'm that I'm passionate about. Is the whole oi punk, you know, skinhead movement mm-hmm. uh, in London and whatnot, and that's what even the last track on the album, "Time Machine" to nineteen sixty nine, yeah. like that. That the end of the sixties and early seventies is super important to these bands because you know in America we hear skinhead and it's automatically you know racist, Nazis. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's not how it started, and that's why like you get some of these guys that that are modern day skinheads, and they're just lumped in with these fucking racist bigots yeah and the original skinheads were working class white kids that were hanging out in the dance halls with the uh jamaican i guess over in england they would call them the the uh west indie yeah immigrants um that were moving to england in the 60s and 70s for jobs and work because it was a big influx then uh actually the small axe series is about the the race riots and whatnot uh-huh. around this time um and the formation of Trojan Records, which is a huge influence, and basically it was these the, the skinhead look with the suspenders and you know the shaved head and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's what these uh, Jamaican guys were wearing. 
because they all were working in the working class kids were working and they were working with these Jamaican guys and they were like, oh, well, they're essentially wearing cheap work clothes, but they're yeah. they like have their clean, you know, their secondaries, right, right. but it was all like Levi's and Doc Martin boots and suspenders and stuff like that. And they were like, that's a cool look and it's cheap because we're poor. Right. So let's just do that. And then they would go down to the dance halls and skank and listen to like early ska and whatnot. And then where the oi punk part comes in is in the like seventies and shit, whenever like all these uh, lower class punk kids come in and then they're like, Whoa, this is cool. You know, yeah. they all loved reggae and shit like that. And like early ska and, and uh, rock steady and two tone and whatnot. But they added that like punk element to it, which is where we start getting this type of sound, which is yeah. more, you know, it, it, again, it's a whole deep dive. I would love to do an episode on it because it's one of those things that I get, just annoyed about even though like i grew up you know playing blues rock and metal um yeah. but i love everything about oi punk mm-hmm. and that time period and and what it means because even um like the singer for the oppressed he says you can't be a skinhead and be racist he's like it's impossible you know because yeah. that's how they grew up um but yeah you're you're right to make that association between this you know to wrap everything up you're right to make that association between this sound and ska because they essentially were born out of the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean just as an interesting thing i've never been able to bring this up before but um we can keep we can keep going on the point but one of my first jobs um i worked as a furniture builder the guy that would take like he his shift was so stupid it was like 5 a.m to 2 p.m or something like that like basically like perfect like he would just come in He'd listen to his music from 5 to 2. Wouldn't have to deal with anybody. He would just build and fix and then leave. And I was like, God, how do I get your job? But he is, he was from England. I don't want to, I don't want to upset him if he's not going to listen to this. But like, yeah. I don't know I mean, exactly. you're not saying any names. You're not saying. Yeah, I don't know exactly where he's from in England, but he's from England. He was from England in the 60s. So I remember I came in one day and it was in the summer and it, when it's in the summer, when it's really hot outside, like it's seasonal, I like to listen to Scott. Like that's pretty much mostly what I listen to. Yeah. And I came in and I didn't specify. And I was like, hey man, do you mind if we listen to Scott while we work? And he was like, fuck yeah. And I, so yeah. I, you know, I put on whoever, like the mustard plugs or something like that. And he was like, very disappointed <laughs> that, it was, that it was like yeah. third wave and not like second wave or first wave yeah because he expected like uh syrup and you know yeah exactly like, yeah exactly like the like, and stuff and i was like oh well i'm sorry i don't own any of that stuff and this was before like spotify was huge or whatever so i was like uh sorry man that's all we got i was like be happy i didn't put on no doubt all right just be happy yeah. i didn't do that yeah uh but it, it's a huge part and that's what like stage bottles they're they're very big in um the anti-fascist is mm-hmm. like the, the obviously the, the more true anti-fascist right. movement, uh, not the, you know, it's funny. Cause there's, uh, there's a big segment of the oi punk that kind of make fun of, they call them suburban rebels and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, you're not even like dealing, you don't live this shit sort of thing. It's, right. it's, 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 uh, and that's always been like a thing between the suburbs and the city. But, uh, yeah, they call themselves stage bottles because, uh, it's just a little side before we actually get like really into it. Um, mm-hmm. They call themselves stage balls because they initially would just write on their posters free beer huh. be- to get people to come out to the shows. And then I guess that got like 
mistranslated or something like that, and then they just ended up being called Stage Bottles. But yeah, they originally called themselves Free Beer, uh, <laughs> which is a brilliant idea. move. Not a bad idea um, at all. But uh, I think pr- their most famous song is sometimes antisocial, always anti-fascist. So they tell you right out of the gate what they're yeah. about, you know. And I respect the hell out of that. For sure. Um, definitely, definitely a bunch of sharps, which is uh, skinheads against racial prejudice. Uh, bunch of cold dudes. But yeah, getting into it, Mister Punch, just a drive, a hell of an intro track, yep. Yep. you know, really just good. like with it with the drums, and it's it's really cartoony and happy, and it, and it and it really complements the album cover a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, it's, it's a very striking, it's got a good melody to it, which is not something that I guess, it's, because I mean, even with like punk, oi punk, ska, like the whole thing we've been talking about, it's, it's rigid, it's a rigid medium, it's not yeah. uh, very flowy, I guess is what you'd really want to say, and, and what sets certain bands apart, not, I guess, I mean, I'm speaking to the authority here, so again, check me if I'm wrong, but what really sets apart the more commercial um, bands, I guess, in these, in this like, you know, amalgam of, of genres is, are the ones that incorporate more of a melody and a sing-songiness to, to what's going on. Um, although you do tend to take the ones that are more like stage bottles uh, more seriously with that kind of like, boy. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, it's it's you would appreciate this as you know me being more of a rugby and mm-hmm. rugby fan and you being a soccer fan is that most of they like the sing songy parts in a lot of oi songs because they're all football fans yep. and they like the sing songy bit so a significant portion of that um you know and that's why with mr punch it's like it's like very just like the hooligan nature of it it's like it's very colorful violence yeah, you know, it's just like it, even the chorus. It goes like, "Oh, I want to be Mister Punch. I want to punch and punch and punch." Yeah, you know, he's like screaming it, but like the rest of it is like, "Yeah,", yeah. you know, <laughs> it's 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 very like elegant violence. I guess would be the the best way to to describe it. And it's not too like as far as that track goes. It's literally just about, you know, hitting cops. Yeah, there's no there's no deeper meaning really. It's just against police brutality and if you're going to be brutal to us we're going to be brutal right. to you sort of thing which is funny because like it's they're german so i imagine they they sure. don't deal with that too much again they they probably especially with the recent way this album came out in 2007 so this is before the recent mm-hmm. um uptick in nationalism in germany and whatnot at least as, as far as the greater uh, world scale was known with the influx of immigrants and, and refugees from syria and, and the middle east um, so it's almost a little bit, they, they, they definitely deal with that a lot, um, over there that, that we're more blind to yeah. as far as, um, a less of a black and white thing and more of a, uh, definitely a brown and white thing, yeah, uh, I sure. guess would be the best way to, to put that in a, in a, a very thin layer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we, we can't. I can't find many of the lyrics yeah. to this song, uh, to to these uh, tracks. So it's definitely kind of just ripping through these. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, r- I mean, a little it's bit quickly. Probably better that we did it second, because then we just yeah, you know, um, yeah. The only thing I'll say this about Big Delusions of Grandeur. The one, like I, I dig the track. Again, a lot yeah. of this stuff is. I know that it's it's heavier on the meanings. 
and definitely something to listen to intently. Um, but it's also an album that you can really just passively kind of enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I it, especially the first like three or four tracks on this yeah. album. It's great, like summertime music, mm-hmm. summertime driving music. That's how it, like top down, you know, super yeah. like seventy five degree, like that that like really crisp, clean, clear, bright sunny day. Yeah. That's how these tracks, these Which first three or four tracks are. You don't get many of out here in Pittsburgh, but no. no um, nope. The only thing that I'll say, I besides that, I I do like this. Like as a whole, I do like the album. Um, I'm yeah. big, like, I'm not, Oi Punk's not, like, my first thing that I'm ever, like, yeah, that's the fucking genre, but, like, I do, I do enjoy it, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to paint a picture, like, I didn't like this track. Dude, be honest, man, hey, that's, that's what this is all about, just, just speak your mind. My issue with this song is that he says grander. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I listened to it, and I was like, is he saying grander, is he saying Okay, he's definitely yeah. saying delusions of grandeur. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, mm. it's see, it sounds like he's shorting the word first of all, and then he's pronouncing it wrong. And I get that he's pronouncing yeah. it wrong for it to kind of fit into this whole. Yeah. But oh boy, that really just—it was like a flick on my earlobe every single time. Uh, I knew that. I knew that was because <laughs> it, it bothers me too, and I'm not even like that. That it, it, like I'm not a writer. Yeah. So for that to be. Yeah, but uh, that track is just big. It's loud, like driving the whole time. It's, it, I don't know. Same with the next track. I may be impolite. Yeah, you know. And again, it goes into that whole like football chanting. It was like whoa, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna be a little boy tonight. I may be impolite. You know. Then just like slam and like punches you right back in the face with it because like everything will stop and then kick right back up again. Yeah. Um. Solidarity. It's actually a cover. Is it? It's actually a cover song. Yeah, okay. it's a cover of the uh, an Angelic Upstarts song. They changed a few uh, a little bit because uh, the Angelic Upstarts was specifically about the uh, Polish working okay. class uh, party and like the shit that they were going through. And uh, Stage Bottles just made it more, you know, workers of the world. Uh-huh. It's a very, very, very important thing with a proper oi punk is that um, you know they're very. They they lean heavy with workers' rights, yeah, like you know, worker, working like class solidarity like because proper, yeah, exactly, because proper oi is working class kids. Yeah, in my opinion, you can't you can't be you know a Beverly Hills kid and be writing and playing oi punk because you just don't you just don't get yeah, it, you, and you never will. And I you think uh, when I was listening to this, um, even if it is a cover, I I, I still think to the credit. Um, and this is it's a, it's a it's a very it's a significantly more fleshed out because I'm I'm from my recollection um, the angelic upstarts original is pretty much just that clean like slightly reverb guitar mm-hmm. and then a little bit of like drums in the background so it's definitely a little bit more fleshed out on mm-hmm. this version. Um, I I definitely think that this song it kind of made me laugh a little bit because I think that it's remarkable how. I mean, take take all the songs around it, right? And yep. all of the, all of the, like pro union kind of like deep, um, like workers' rights or whatever songs you like, like pro industry kind of songs you've ever heard, like anything from like Bruce Springsteen or you know whoever. Yeah. And they all will pale in comparison to a true workers' rights song 
written by a true workers' rights kind of ensemble. And, yep. and I, I just think it's really remarkable that, like, so, like, take stage bottles and, like, assuming you don't know they're from Germany. So you're thinking, okay, like, a bunch of poor skinheads from, you know, the mill towns in England, like, not really a yeah. great education, no real respect mm-hmm. for authority. It's a miracle and a half that they even know how to play instruments. And they're going to go ahead and put this song together. And it is a more poignant collection of thought on this topic than somebody who has you know a good when you i mean i'm doing air quotes here for the pod because it's good radio um a good education (laughs) or uh, a good you know music theory education they've got a background um in in the medium they they technically know how to put a good poignant song together and they are going to lose to the people that actually live it. Yes. And I, I love I love that, that that's that's still undefeated. Yeah, yeah, because you can have that fake that fake recognition, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh yeah, workers' rights and shit like that. But then whenever you hear somebody who's gone through it, like there's a song by uh uh, booze and glory which is another oi band mm-hmm. uh, from london and it's called swinging hammers and it has one of the best courses because it just goes i'll be swinging fucking hammers till the day i fucking die i'll be swinging fucking hammers till i die great um but there's a little bit in it where he's talking about it's it's a fast song but mm-hmm. uh there's a line that where he says something along the lines of like uh and the, the boss's son is sitting on his ass and i'm up on the roof until dark yeah you know so yeah 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 it's 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 a big thing it's a big thing especially in in this and like uh there's another album that we have on the list which is a uh, shock troops by uh coxbar and they have a they uh have a song called uh take them all yeah and uh even in that that song it's about like it, it, a little bit it, there's a bit of it that talks about getting actually it might not be take them all regardless if one of the tracks on the album talks about um essentially getting back getting backstabbed by the guy who signed the like oh, okay we signed a record deal with the company um yeah it is take them all signed a signed a record deal with the company um then he comes back and says hey record didn't do so well you best get back to the factory you know? yeah it's like that was their only that was their one hope and it's gone yeah no but, I think uh, I'm just yeah I'm, it's putting a cart cart in front of the horse there with that uh but yeah solidarity you know well yeah I mean it's like all it's all generally the same idea and it's it's just so because like I think I mean even in the I mean the I guess because they can really provide examples you know it's I mean it's and it means yeah. more like it just you can tell you can tell by how they're singing it that it means more. I mean, any anything that, um, I mean, like, all of, like, Born in the USA, um, you've got Fortunate Son, like, they're all, like, good songs, Yeah. Um, but there, there's something just very, like, I, there's something to be said for how they were able to sneak onto radio waves and, like, oh, well, people don't really know what they mean, like, it's not really a pro. Yeah, and it's just song. being, like, a big fuck you. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, there's something to be said for that, but, like, there's also, I think... Yeah, because didn't Reagan use Born in the USA, dude, and Born in the USA is very much an anti, like, capitalist, like... Oh, my God, like... dude, fucking Levi's used Fortunate Son for years on their commercials. I think Trump yeah. tried to use Born in the USA. Like, it's... 
it's yeah i mean and it's remarkable now that they people still don't get it but yeah at the same time i think that there's something else to be said like there's there's it's that cloak and dagger is great and i do appreciate that but this very unabashed in your face like wear your colors stand behind the shield kind of like i know what i'm about this is my stand that i'm making i don't know there's just something really more powerful about that i think yeah definitely definitely um and that's that's across the genre that's a very important thing that and drinking um tantamount to drinking yeah and beating up people but uh (laughs) you know and then and to go from that i feel like it's a nice it's a hard stop from i may be impolite to solidarity Mm -hmm. but then it it's a smoother transition it, it needed that hard stop on the album because there's no really other way to, mm-hmm. to go into the upcoming tracks. You know, how long will we wait? Yep. And then you can't just change without making a stand. Yep. Both have like very, I don't know if you got this, it almost has like police type vibes, you know, which you is You know what, dude, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that like, I don't know if it's just the horn and then the, uh, especially with uh, you can't just change where it has that like bam, 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 yeah. bam. Bam, you know that like almost reggae style like, like white guy reggae that the police got mm-hmm. famous for um those two tracks definitely are have a hard police vibe which is somewhat ironic yeah um, no for sure no i was definitely listening to how long will we wait and i was like this sounds a lot like don't stand so close to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um two very cool tracks uh and i like uh especially on i think it's you can't just change without making a stand how like it's very like bump 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 and he eventually like almost starts like singing the lyrics like right on the time with it he's like what you have done to me you know uh very cool with that um then it goes into tired joe which in my opinion not the for the core, the chorus for Tired Joe slaps. Yeah. The rest of the song is is a little bit lackluster in my opinion, but like I don't know. Yeah, I, Tired I Joe. definitely kind of faded in and out, but I, I, I yeah. It, I mean, it's a it's a fun track. I'll, I'll say that much. I mean, like by yeah. this point, it, we're half more than halfway through the album, right? Yeah, it. I will say, and this is an early hot take. It's a very front heavy yeah. album. Yeah, for sure. It's a very front heavy album. Um. I'll never understand solid track. Again, we're just going through these because there's not a lot of lyrics available for them. Fuck, I mean, execution song. I, I only found the lyrics from their page that they wrote about it because they 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 made a post with the lyrics to that song <laughs> um, for the George Floyd incident. Yeah. Uh, because he originally, if I go on the post here, he originally wrote it um, about the uh, that journalist that was executed by. Um, ISIS oh yeah, uh, or Al Qaeda. Yeah, something he it was like the propaganda mm-hmm. video, and he wrote it for them and uh, for that guy, and then reposted the lyrics about uh, George Floyd. You know, and uh, it's it's kind of intense. I mean, obviously, it's, it's stage bottles don't hide their political leanings. They are they are a very political mm-hmm. band, um, which is fine, but yeah. Uh, you know the chorus is oh he thinks he's gonna die today yeah and it's just he wrote the he wrote it purely just like what is going through somebody's mind whenever it's you know you're going to die and in a situation like that 
You yeah, know? that one was like, and it's. Uh, I, yeah. I saw. I was listening to this album while I was working, and so I was like, zoning in and out on like the important parts as I was understanding them. And this was like a song that I almost like didn't want to pay attention to, just because I I heard a couple different things and I got some like pretty strong, um, all triangle, like feelings, and I was like, boy, I. I'm going to just focus on my computer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um it's it's morose and it's yeah. sad. It's and it's 5 minutes. It's yeah, like it's the longest track. I was say they the they took their time with this one. Yeah. And I wonder it's it's interesting even how it's written cuz it's execution yeah. dash song. And that that always stood out to me, and then that goes right into Western culture, which is a very like it's hard yeah. track for them compared to the rest of the album. And then the chorus definitely sounds like the majority of the rest of the album. It definitely brings their their specific flavor mm-hmm. back. Um, a little bit a little bit critical, just just from the lyrics that I could pick out. Little, obviously, it's called Western culture, right. so it's a little bit critical. <laughs> you know, of, uh, There's only a few ways this is going, and, and we've already established they're not super pro-Western culture, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, especially, like, certain aspects of it, like, um, they, they don't hide. I mean, they're anti-fascist, they're anti-racist. Not big colonialism, you know, ev- ev- Anti... <laughs> yeah, not big colonialism, guys. Uh, it's actually funny... Sometimes whenever I see, and granted, I'm for the vast majority of most of these bands' politics. Yeah. Not saying that, but it it gets to a point where then I have to throw on uh, oxymoron song anti, yeah. where he's like anti anti. Uh, fuck, how does it go? He's like anti anti everything. You know, it's it's almost like making fun of like how everybody's yeah. anti this and anti that. Amen. You gotta take a stand. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I th- I think I put on I did I did put on an oxymoron album because they're like they're like the hard mm-hmm. edge that you kind of need. Um, then we are the rude crew, which is kind of like you know Motorhead's "We Are the yeah. Rude Crew." Uh, just a fun fun track. Um, and then "Time Machine" to nineteen sixty nine, which a lot of bands do that. Well, they have like a reggae yeah. track. You know, to show that they're they're of the spirit. A big thing with skinheads is remember remember the spirit of '69 because that was like right before it all went yeah. shit, essentially. Sure. Um, so. No, I and that's yeah. I mean that that whole thing about because I think that's kind of what makes. I don't know. It, it's tough to talk about for me, I guess, because most. I mean, this whole podcast is just basically 99% of us just talking out of our assholes, but. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, it's so important to to remember we know nothing, but yeah, I I do really enjoy that this is as much a movement as it is in a way of life as it is as it's just a genre, because there's yeah. so much yeah. stuff, there's so many things you can listen to that you can just like leave at home, and yeah. um, well, I mean that's perfectly fine, I guess in 2018 when. There's so much going on. No, wait, it's 2021. Wow. It is 2021. Yeah. I need a minute. Um, but when, you know, when there's when there's just so much that it's just kind of disposable. It's like whatever. Like who's on the radio? Who cares? Like what the fuck? It, yeah. Everything kind of like here's my old man yells at cloud. Like everything just kind of sounds the same. Whatever. Like, and a lot of my friends are like listening to SoundCloud rappers, and that's fine, man. Like, hey, it's the hustle. Go get yours. But like, we we all yeah. can agree that it's a joke for a reason. 
Um, yeah. A lot of very disposable music that, you know, it's it's very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately culture where, you know, as long as if you're not on top of a thing, you're completely forgotten where with these guys, it really feels like um, who you who you enjoy as a musician is, much, is as much a badge as anything that you would put on a jacket or a vest and wear out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I, I try to do my best because it's, it's, it's a movement that even though I feel like I can't really fully, you know, it, it would, it would feel wrong. Cause even though I grew up poor, grew up working right. class, you know, still am working class, still am not exactly. I'm, I'm, I don't have to uh, draw out of my savings account every yeah. week now. To just to buy groceries, but about every couple of weeks I do. So you know, I'm, I feel like I've made it, yeah. right? That's that's what it's supposed to feel like. Not right. living. I'm I'm living every other paycheck is, to paycheck know, now instead much of as close as we get yeah, these days. That's the American dream. That's the American dream. But you know, so, so as somebody who grew up with this kind of seeing. Like I, I don't hide the fact that I do have a slight disdain for people with large yeah, amounts sure. of money. I, I, and it's it's it. Is that wrong of me? Could be. No, I, I definitely know. understand that. And I mean, I think that we are in <laughs> a surprisingly difficult position. Um, yeah. Specifically, like where we're at as a as a grouping, because there's so much wrong and there's so much popping off, but like the things that hit us directly really pale in comparison to what oh, so many other groups 100%. around us are doing and to, to your point like I mean I support the fuck out of whatever you know it is that you have to do to get through your life yeah. to just even hit a base level like I am like you know it is what it is I am not 100% comfortable with where I'm at in life but like in order for yeah. people to even get where I'm at with me with you know not a ton of effort is like yeah. you know, whatever you do, man, I am, I will help you however I can, but I can't claim yeah. to be in your clan because shit, we are worlds apart. And yeah, yeah, exactly. we, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of sucks, man, because like, and I know this is like, this is such a, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a borderline shitty thing to say, I guess in the spirit of it, but it's like, there's so much solidarity in a group, but like, all we have is just other white people. <laughs> it's just like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what's uh, big in, um, especially the English boy mm-hmm. scene, is the, it is extremely white, but at the same time, it didn't start out yeah. that way. And there are bands that, that break the mold where, um, like, uh, the 45 adapters, which are from New York. Um, they have uh, a, a couple members of, of color and some other bands and whatnot. But like whenever we're talking about Oi Punk, you're talking about right. punk. And I'm sorry, it's it's very uh, homogenous. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not that anybody can't break the mold, but um, it's... Of course, the whole fucking Nazi thing that they stole doesn't help. Whenever you know yeah. you're, you're you're talking to people of color and you look like that, even though they're the nicest dude in the world, and even the so like Trojan Records was a big reggae 
album yeah. back at, uh, 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 I think they're still around. I'm fairly certain they're still around, but they were the, like the record label for like rock steady and reggae and ska and that. And even their logo is a Trojan helmet. Yeah. And then the, a lot of the skinhead guys would buy, uh, shit. I can't remember the name. I'm blanking right now cause I'm tired, but, um, it's the, it's the polo shirts that have the oh yeah, yeah 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 that the proud boys and shit took. That was Fred like, Perry. That was yeah Fred Perry. Yeah. So this a, a, a stereotypical like you know proper skinhead like tattoo would be to get the Trojan Records logo inside of the laurel wreaths because that like you know you wear your Fred Perrys and you go and and you know go to the mm-hmm. dance halls and shit like that. And now you can't even fucking yeah. do that, you know? Yeah, because they co-opted a shirt. It fucking sucks. They take everything, dude. They take everything. But going, but getting back to your point, yeah. Like, even if I... Because, I mean, my first fucking job was in a scrapyard. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I was 13. Jeez. I was tearing apart, uh, like, old UPS and CentOS trucks uh, with a blowtorch <laughs> and shit like that. Very yeah. dangerous. Very da- Yeah, looking back, it was not... <laughs> I don't know how I was allowed to work there. Um, but that was my first job. And then I did manual labor all the way up until fuck a year ago, two years ago, (laughs) you know? So I feel I did my time, but you know, if if we were really splitting hairs, I still couldn't identify as that because I grew up in the country, you know? And it's like, Oh, you don't know what it's like living in a city. I didn't grow up in a city. So I mean, so it's even like that. And I don't know if this is something that you can echo. And I don't know if this is even where you wanted to take the, the, the episode, but like, um, I was a, a landscaper for a little while, man. And the way that I guess like this kind of topic was viewed in, in those areas. I mean, I think that's definitely why I'll say this. All right. Without getting into any like uncomfortable territory or saying something that I don't really mean or haven't really thought about too, too long. Um, I'm, I'm not like, I'm a big folk guy. I'm a big bluegrass guy. I'm a big, sad bastard cowboy music guy. I am not a contemporary country guy. And working in the field, and working in backyards, land, and this is not like HGTV landscaping. We're like we're making, we're no, we're dressing nice, and we're in houses making deals with customers, and oh, that tree is gonna go great there. This is like the actual, like digging holes, yeah. raking out yards, like pouring down. Yeah. It's horrible, horrible work, and I was yeah just upset and hurting every single day. That pretty much broke me on country music because like. There, it's got to be some sort of like weird coded Illuminati shit going on there, but like, it got yeah. me. But I mean, I guess my point that I'm trying to tie in here is that like, I don't know. I think I've gotten too far away from the point that I'm trying to tie in here. But it's not working. It's man's not music. working, man. And they think that yeah. it is, and it, especially like modern country, it's definitely not. And and I think that's where, um that's where I really identify with, with the oi bands because in my opinion, it's working class music for working class jag offs. And I'm a working class. Yeah, jag absolutely, man. Like, and instead of that, like cold beer Friday yeah. night, it's like, well, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you don't fucking have enough money to go out on for Friday sure. night. I'm sorry. For sure. I mean, and if you, and if you've never had the dude 
to do that. You've never had to deal with that of like everybody's going out. You physically like do not have enough yeah. money. It's either you're paying rent, you're buying groceries, or you're going and spending it on yeah. drinking. And you're trying to be responsible. Oh no, dude. you know if you've never had to worry about that, then you yeah. then you don't. Yeah, no, there was like there was a guy that I actually worked. He was on my he was on my crew. He he like so what we got paid. I don't know what sounds right. Six hundred bucks a week, something like that. Yeah, it's not good money. Um, it's no. decent money if you have like nothing, you know. Like if you have like no. Yeah, it's better. You know, it's it's better than it's a little bit more. A than little bit more. Wage. Yeah. Um, but there's a guy that and you know, we get paid on Friday. By Monday, he's asking relatives for whatever they have in their pockets so that he can like buy gas. Yeah, but he he just blows six hundred bucks in two days, and I mean this was like not uncommon for the people that worked around us. Yeah. And and I, I as I'm thinking about this, like not to rag on the guy, obviously that's not the point of this. It's just like it's a weird we we just don't look at it the same way as other cultures do. No, in, in a typical like American no. fashion, it's like everybody else kind of got the same idea, and then there's us listening to these kind of pseudo um they're like almost they're pretty boys that got recruited by recording yeah. studios and have other people writing their fucking songs for them and they never had to do oh he he it's just dumb it's just dumb because it's not yeah. real it's not real country like real country where like dude fucking Johnny Cash grew up on like a cotton farm yeah. you know like, come the fuck yeah, on. The, like, some of these guys, like, the, their idea, and that's, like, that's a thing. That's a whole, oh, man. Oh, oh we're going there. Oh, now you got, now you got me started. <laughs> now you got me started. Um, as a kid who grew up on a farm and went to a rural school, the fucking thing that pissed me off the most was that I was going there wearing, like, fucking camo shorts and my DSI t-shirt, and I just thought I was so fucking cool. I still have that shirt it's still a dope shirt mm -hmm. um but then you had these kids that lived in the towns around and they were all wearing boots to school and wearing the wearing the real tree this and it's just like you have never fucking worked yeah on a farm <laughs> you don't live in the country you live in town what the fuck are you doing yeah, no, and then for all sure. the kids that like actually did grow up on on were wearing like you know nicer clothes. They had like their school clothes. Yeah. you know, I the, my school clothes were you know metal shirts sure. and you know shit that I could actually fit into because I was a fat fuck. Um, but yeah, that shit still to this day mm -hmm. pisses me off because they'd all be like, "Ooh, country this and that," and it's just like you're fucking yeah. not. No, I mean really not. And that could, that, that kind of like yeah. to tie it back in. That's where that working class thing comes in. It's like don't yeah. you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I guess it's just like the my my final say on the whole thing is like, the the company that I worked for it was a father son kind of operation, and it was two complete generations like we're talking about. Like the dad, he yeah. um. He was. I will say he was a little bit less easy to be around like he was tougher company to be around but he definitely yeah. had a higher appreciation for like work ethic and workmanship and like everything that he had was to yeah. some extent broken but functional yeah um, rags to rags and three generations yeah. man and his his son was like 
lifted brand new every year, like F two fifty with like um yep. weird ass lights and yep. like dolies and things like <clears throat> unnecessary things that he didn't need and like always kinda dressed and like he he would he would do yard work and he would like run machines and like buckle jeans and every yeah. like every every yeah. four months it was brand new steel toes. Meanwhile his dad's walking around in shoes that he has gorilla glued the sole back onto. Yeah. And it was just like I mean yeah. I, I liked you know, as as people I didn't mind either one of them um to work with. I'm saying this now when I'm out of hearing sh- earshot of either one of them. Both pretty despicable human beings. But yeah. To work with them is fine, but I did kind of appreciate working with the dad a little bit more because I'm like, all right, this guy gets it. Like he didn't run machines; he ran. He was with the hand tools with the rest of us out in the field. Yeah. Which was. Yeah, and it's like we're not. I I I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not trying right. to gatekeep. Sure. And, and I know it sounds like I'm gatekeeping, but I mean that's a problem. I've seen it happen. There was I used to get some side work in with a catering company. Um, on the weekend so I'd do my normal job and then like every couple of weeks they this uh, family friend of ours he had like a catering yeah. company and his dad started it and they busted their a bunch of Greek immigrants they busted their ass and uh-huh. then he got it and he busted his ass you know and has they all had very nice houses and stuff because they they worked their way up and then they ended up catering they ended up they went from catering you know your local Joe and Schmo's house to catering like you know the rich houses and shit yeah. where they were paying you like a couple grand for a wedding you know so they ended right. up making really good money from work ethic then his kids came around Oof. and none of them wanted to do so they grew up with all this shit mm-hmm. like the nice house and the nice cars and they were going to greece every summer and this and that and the other thing and now the <laughs> the business is done it's over yeah. none of the kids wanted to take take it because they didn't want to work you know and it's like yeah. i have no problem with anybody that busted ass to make what they had but the privilege type shit is where i really get pissed off and I I think it's wild that one song that was a cover, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took us down this path. But um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a very throughout the other uh, like Oi albums that I have on the list. It's it's a mm-hmm. pretty standard uh, lineal um, theme in a lot of them. Is is that type of thing? And yeah, well, like I, I mean, said, we're not trying to gatekeep. No, sure. It's just I I have so like I have a lot of hills that i die on and 95 percent of them are completely trivial but there are a few things that i have pretty strong convictions on man and, and like workers rights and stuff like that like it definitely hits home yeah me, yeah exactly so. and it's it's it just gets into a lot of the whole like you know don't don't piss on my face yeah, and tell me it's exactly raining. you know don't tell me oh just work harder just work harder it's like the system isn't yeah. built that way it's not i'm sorry so and you, I mean, yeah, it, but, we could yeah. probably go on about this all night. <laughs> oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we're we're already the longest episode well, so yeah, far. We're, we're trend- <laughs> trying to keep it all within like Trending an hour, up. hour and a half. So, um, why don't you go ahead and yeah. spin the wheel yeah. and see where we're coming out? I will spin the wheel. Yeah. So, seventy-three and forty-one. Let's see here, forty-one. The nineteen seventy-five. Ooh. Okay. okay, and what was the other one? 73. Oh, Sirith Ungol, King of the Dead. 
Wow, that's, that's going to be a wild weird episode. One. <laughs> oh man, I'm so stoked! I literally just updated that like two days ago and put that on there whenever I took off some of the other ones. That's going to be a wild uh, episode. That's that's a nice mix. That's going to be a nice mix, though. So yeah, the 1975 by the 1975 yeah. and uh, King of the Dead by Sirith Ungle. Oh, I'm so stoked! So stoked! Oh, they're such an underrated band. <laughs> Oh God! All right. Have man. you listened to much Sirith Ungle? No, no, oh. I have not. So, oh, you're gonna love them. Yeah, I know you're gonna love them. All right, I'm into and it. And the dude still sounds the same. They just released an album last year. Dude still sounds the same, Sirith and it's it's insane. He has one of the most distinct voices in heavy metal I've ever heard. All right, I'm excited. Is it like uh, oh. high or low? Like, is it like King Diamond shit or? It's high, it's, but it's like it's super raspy. It's like get it, get it, get like that kind of stuff but like obviously i'm like sure. characterizing it um the album artwork is so fucking good it's all it's just fucking swords and sorcery type oh hell yeah shit you know oh hell yeah <laughs> oh it's so good it's so good i'm excited so yeah we will uh we will catch you on the flip side that's not a good sign off that we'll, we'll catch you in the next episode yeah we'll, yeah 